Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. As long as it's all good, I want to welcome you to the House That Happens, sponsored by Shuey's Bar and Grill, the only place to be in suburban Etobicoke, voted four times the best dive bar in the GTA, but we'd like to think it might be the best dive in Ontario, because when you're here, we keep the vibe alive. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And once again, we're back here to talk about the insidious, iconic, and insane things that happen in the world of sports. How you doing, Andrew? Good, Cruz. How about yourself? Uh, very good. And we got a guest today. I think you should introduce your buddy. Yeah, we got uh, Zach Benoit back in the house. That happens. My colleague from Humber Sports. How you doing, Zach? Good. How are you guys doing? Very good. I'm glad you made it back. I'm just going to let people going to know. We're going to let them. Uh, we're going to probably see you a couple of times this season, Zach, for your baseball acumen, so to speak. I mean, the only thing we have in common, the three of us, is that we're going to probably all cheer for the Jays at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But outside of that, we'll probably have a series of issues that we will get to over time, including what we'd like to open with is this laughter called the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, boy. So I want to open up with a dream I had on Monday morning, actually. Oh, okay. This should be interesting. So I had... So so my dream... Yes. At least win the Stanley Cup. Oh, then that's a nightmare for me. <laughs> that's, that's a pipe dream. And Cruz, I'm telling you, this was the most real feeling dream like I have ever had in my life. Really? It, it felt real. Like there's like the conversations, like it was like it was it was like they won. So a lot of details. So Mitch Marner won the consummate. That was part of the wow. dream. Yeah. People were debating if the because they won on a I can't think they won on a Friday. Or whatever. So people were debating what day the parade should be. Oh my Is that, god! Like it was like it was a fully for like I've never been so disappointed to wake up in my life. I bet you weren't. I was like, fuck. Like, <laughs> Did you, you know what, Zach? I bet you had a morning Woody too. I bet you any morning. That kind of dream he woke up with a morning Woody. Went, damn, damn, what's going on here? So where was the parade? Where was it? That's interesting. That's a deep dream. When you're talking, you already knew that Mariner won the con Smythe. Yeah, that's. Did you drink the night before? <laughs> no, I was oh, sober. Uh, wow. I swear, I swear. You must have went into a coma in order to I get a know. dream like that. Because that's called what do you call that? Flutter uh, with that eye thing, REM. REM. Yeah, yeah, you must have drifted into REM to have a dream like that. You know what I mean? When I have a dream like that, usually someone like Giselle's in it. Or something like that. You know what I mean? But the Leafs winning the Stanley Cup, I'm going to say this much. I bet you that's the dream of about 80% of the male population in the GTA. Wouldn't you say, Zach? Yeah, I think it's the dream of a lot of people in the GTA, not just men. Not just men. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. That's true, too. I'm going to sit on the fence like that because if the Toronto, when, when and if the Toronto Maple Leafs ever get to the finals, I will watch, but I will be the biggest fence sitter in the history of fence sitters i will show you i'll be like that crow that just sits there and just looks around or that squirrel in your backyard just looking around not cheering not saying nothing because you know, i can never get on the bandwagon you know why because riley is in the press box mr milani can we discuss why riley is in the press box oh because he's been playing like garbage lately uh zach can we, I, okay full disclosure way back in there and i'm going to say this now and i don't care what they ever say because everybody's lukewarm and sitting on the fence pissy ass media here once upon a time in january when toronto was playing the probably the best hockey of the year their number one defensive pairing was lilligren and sandine when they were on that run okay now number one how so they were the number one the, uh, pairing. They were the ones leading the charge when you no. started those games. No, 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 Riley no, no, was no, in no. the box. Who was your best defensive pair then? Brody and who? Whoever, whoever was with Giordano. No, they were holding it down on the back end. They were getting the most minutes, though. It was about the same at the time. Remember mm. we were checking on it? 
Anyway, my, my, my story is this, Zach. I said this. This Riley guy's a bit of a fraud to me. And he said, no. And I guess he was supposed to be your big scorer. He hadn't scored a goal. He, he went to the box. And the Leafs had their longest winning streak when Riley was, un, was injured. Check the stats. The longest winning streak of the year by the Toronto Maple Leafs when they were at their peak point of this season, he was not playing. He was in the box and your number... I'm not going to say your number one because you never right. had a number one pairing. Our number one pairing. Okay, yeah. so to speak. But you had those six guys that came yeah. out every night and they were solid. Okay, what happened? <laughs> what happened? The trade deadline happened. That's what happened, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? So you're saying they shuffled the deck too much? I'm saying that I'm sick of the Toronto media saying, don't overreact. We've got 10 games to go. We're going to figure it out. We're going to go with seven defensemen. We're going to make guys like Lilligren lost because now you've ruined his confidence. I don't know about that. Really? I think he's still playing okay. Well, no, he's picked it up, but they made him sit in the press box. And I don't think they did. I still remember a couple weeks ago when yeah. he had that one game, they said, oh, they're resting him. I'm saying they brought in these other guys. You see McCabe the other night against the Islanders? Yeah. He was in the wrong area code on two goals. Wrong area code. He wasn't even near his guy. When right. Parisi got that one goal, did you see it, Doc? I was in, in and out of the game, but yeah. Okay, he was in another. He, there was a, Parisi was so wide open. Where was McCabe? Because you know what? In my opinion, you guys got to play together so they have some chemistry. This is the mm -hmm. problem, and I don't care. Did you? I, I shouldn't bring these guys up because they're so bland and they're so freaking, we'd blow them out of the water. But those overdrive guys, please, if you're going to come on the air, don't just be partisan. You can't be giving the Leafs fellatio all the time. Sometimes you've got to be honest and say, O'Reilly should be in the press box. Well, and he is. Exactly, yeah. but you know how much money is he making there? Buddy. Oh man, too much. Okay, so when you're when you're a guy, you know what I'm saying, Zach? I think well, like Riley through the majority of his career has been pretty consistent to say the least. I think I think this year is obviously like I agree he hasn't been that good, but even at least at the deadline, I think the major switch up that kind of threw everything off was trading away Sandine. Thank you very much. I like this guy, Mr. Milani. I love this like, guy. Like, look, look what he's done on Washington. He's they, been a, he's been a key piece on their blue line since joining Washington. They haven't. They're not going to make the playoffs, unfortunately. Probably not. No. But they, but he's they, they have a rough. They, they have a rough team outside of Ovi. To be it's, to be like, they're, they're, oh yeah, they they got a lot of injury problems. Yeah, too that, this year. The, yeah, Washington hasn't really been anything that special. But like San, Sandine was a consistent guy, and then you trade him. You you trade him away. That was that was kind of like the only really blemish I had with the Leafs trade deadline it's like I get it like over the past couple of years their big thing was like address the defense because that was exactly. that was the key thing that always like made them lose in the first round it was the defense at the bottom six they did that they addressed both of those things but then you trade away one of your better defensemen and it's like now nah, we just took a step back why why would you do that Okay, you know, well, that's I'm, kind of how I saw the whole deadline. I'm glad you showed up today. I'm liking you by the second. Because my, my partner over here, Mr. Milani, he dis, he dismissed Sandine like he was last week's newspaper. When I said, I don't think you should have traded him, go check the tapes. Producer, can we check the tapes? This guy blew it off like, oh, Sandine, but still, what do we need him for? I still don't think we need Sandine. Oh, but he, I'm telling you, you know what I'm saying, Zach? Him and Lilligren, as a partnership, they were solid. They were solid. What our argument, Doc, at the time was this, and we agreed. Andrew and I agreed on this. Toronto needed that guy. When you come into your zone in the playoffs, you got to look around for that defenseman. Mm -hmm. Who's the defenseman that's going to scare you coming into your zone? Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's why I said I think they did a really good job when it comes to trying to acquire that and like target that with the deadline. But I still think like giving up a guy who is playing well on your team, who's uh, who's doing 
doing really well. Had good chemistry with Lilligren. Yeah. I don't think he was playing that great, though. That's the thing. He, he had that deer in headlights thing. See, he just doesn't like the guy. I don't know why. And I hate defending Toronto Maple Leafs. It's not something that I get up in the morning and I'm going to start defending Maple Leafs, okay? That's just not in my DNA. However, now that we're here, might as well point it out. I think that Lelegrin and Sandin should have stayed together. I don't think they should have traded him. Too many guys got traded. You got 18 guys, basically, you dress every night, and you're one of the top teams in the league, and suddenly you take one-third of your roster and you kick it to the curb? But the only guy that they really traded away was Sandine. Like, who else did they really ship out? Prospects, true. But they, when I'm saying that's a dressing room thing now to me, and it's been brought up, and I think it's been pussyfooted. Like, when I'm reading in the newspaper, and when I'm watching the, the guys on TV, not not so much mm -hmm. um, Tim. Tim on, on the afternoon show. Right, right. Okay, he's the only guy that's that's been barking a little bit about what's really going on with this team. I'm finding most of the other medias, all these media shows, because I think they're too close to the team. So we're not getting an objective mm. look at what's going on. It's like, well, let's wait for the playoffs. So if the playoffs started tomorrow, Zach, who are you picking to win, Tampa or Toronto? If you had to pick right now and put between, money. Between those teams or just entirely? No, just saying tomorrow, okay, the playoffs start. I honestly, honestly, I still think Tampa has an edge. Ooh, what are you saying, Mr. Milani? Leafs in five. Oh, my God. Did you? This guy's bold. What did I tell you? You're saying Leafs in five? Leafs in five. Okay. Okay, now we got to jump to the chase on this, okay? Tampa Bay has not been playing exactly. They've looked garbage since the trade deadline. Let's not be okay, around the Okay, and bush. they made a couple of personnel changes that might have affected their dressing room, too, on the back end. Because they went out to get a couple of defensemen. I forget the guy's name. I met I know the uh, defensemen, I can't really think of. But they went out and got that forward from uh, Nashville. Yeah. Just because. Oh, yeah, they got him, too. Yeah. They, they shipped it. Was it Niederreiter? No, no. no, no. They, he went to Winnipeg. Um, I forgot. He was like, uh, he was the rookie with the most goals last year. I'm blanking on his name. Me too. And not only that, they, they need them. Yeah. They thought they'd shore up scoring for the deeper lines, even though I just think that Tampa Bay plays like a machine. My, really. my whole thing with Tampa is, like, they, they, they're they they're where Pittsburgh was after the two cup runs. Okay, like, I agree. You, you look at it, they, they've they played what? They've been in the they've been in the playoff run since, 20, since 2019, 2020. I can't remember when the Tampa, like, when did they lose in the first? When did they lose in the first round? They got upset. Was that nineteen? That was nineteen. And then ever yeah. since, then, so it's been it's been every year since then. It's been three three years to the finals. You're playing. You're like they're playing basically full years of hockey, and it, it's exactly. come to the point now where like you can kind of see like these guys are getting gas. Well, they ran out of gas in the finals last year. I would say. Okay, so yeah, they but still, guys, aren't these great exactly. athletes? Yeah. That, that's uh, that's also helping prove my point. Yeah, in the sense of, like, they, they had they had like what two months off, maybe a month a month off. Yeah, from like the from like uh, preseason training and all that. Yeah, Excuses. so like, I I, th I think right no, now, no, but like that happens. It, it, look at look at what happened. Look what happened with the Penguins. Like I I, I'm a huge it. Penguins fan, but it's just like rest they, is rest is an important part. Yeah, they they won they won back to back cups. They played they played the most hockey in the span of three years, and in twenty. 19 and then 2020 they were like they were very mediocre that's nice kids like that. that's very nice kids i'm gonna give you a little history lesson okay montreal canadians won four years different in a row. era uh, different stop era it, stop it. the new york islanders won four in a row different uh, era okay, there was no cap detroit had six no cap oh, get no out cap of here. detroit had a nice run what did they did they had that run in the 90s that's pretty that's yeah they the won two in a row What's that? And they then were, when they were there, what, three and five years? Three and six. Three and six. They did what the Blackhawks did, basically. Hey, yeah, okay. And then yeah. Blackhawks were in the in the cap era. But that's another story because I say the cap screwed up Chicago more than tiredness. 
Same with the Kings. Mm. I would say the cap. Uh, you the, know what Chicago did to themselves because they panicked after that first round loss to Nashville. Exactly. They're like, oh, we got to trade Chalmers yeah. and we got to trade oh, Panera. And that, that was, oh, that they never mean, recovered. No, exactly. But I'm still saying, Zach, we've argued about this quite a bit. He's younger than me. So he's going to give me this salary cap bullshit. You know what I'm going to tell you? Better. Also. What? Oh, I'm, oh yeah, okay. Well, you, I know you're going to say. You're going to say it's like better training, better uh, blah, yeah, blah, blah, all yeah, that. Yeah. Well, guess what? The other team with more rest has that too. And they got more rest. Okay. Rest is an important part yeah, of recovery. Yeah, that, that was my only point. It's just like Tampa's played so long. They've looked garbage this, like, this year, especially after the trade deadline. I think play, come playoff time, like, they haven't been playing their best, but, like, we know the level that Tampa Bay can play. And it's like... Okay, I so think could, I, go, I think they've lost, come a lot, out, they've lost a lot yeah. of guys, though. That's the thing. Okay, here's, the, here's what I'm going to give you, right? I'll give you this, okay? In this era of better athletes, better training, better players, better girlfriends, better everything. Better girlfriends. I'm saying this, okay? There's nobody seems to be able to get to that next level. So they're going to be the fourth year in a row in any of the sports. Like any, take them to four major sports, nobody seems to be able to get there because it seems to be fatigue or whatever. All right, so I'm going to say Tampa Bay is not going to get there because the odds are against them. Just because from a numbers point of view. But I don't like buying into this, oh, I'm tired bullshit. I'm tired of that. You know what I mean? You're a professional athlete. Everything I hear every day is, oh, and you know what? That's but you're going up against other professionals, though. So then you're all going to be training all year round. It's not like back in no, the day but when the, I was but a the guys who have, But the guys who have that rest, it's in, like you see, even with the Kings, another example. Okay, but I thought that was more salary cap, too. So here's what I'm going to tell you. This is what I've noticed. And you guys are watching the game, so am I is. Here's what I like about Sheldon Keefe as a coach. When it gets to the third period, I want to know how many minutes Austin Matthews and Marner are playing in the third period, especially when it's closer, they're behind. Yeah. They're out there an awful lot. Why? Because they're top-notch athletes, and they should be in shape to be able to play a few more minutes a game. So now you're going to say, oh, my God, when they lose in the seventh game at Tampa Bay, these idiots in the media are going to say, oh, if they didn't play so many minutes in the last ten games, no, they wouldn't have been tired. Well, that's gonna, well, first of all, the Leafs have been losing in the first round, so they've been having plenty of rest. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm not, you, Brad. No, no, no. no, no. But if people I Going up, there. <laughs> if people bring that up about the Leafs, that's nonsense. I heard it already on, on the, these that's overdrive not, crowd. They were talking about that. Less said about overdrive, the better. Come Thank on. you. Okay, so that's why we're dismissing them. But I heard that too. That's what drove me crazy. I'm listening and I turned the channel immediately. I said, I don't want to hear that. I think the reason that Toronto is going to beat Tampa Bay, and if they do, is going to become strictly because of the numbers going to catch up to them. You know what I'm saying, bro? Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I, like Pittsburgh, like when it caught up to Pittsburgh. It, it, oh man, it's just so painful now. Because you remember, Pittsburgh. not only you <laughs> Being guys, a fan, it's, not, it's tough. Uh, agreed. What did you guys win? Three and three and we, five. Two, so, two in a row. Two, two in a row. So but they won, won three all. Six, six, yeah, but, 16, 17, and then they won nine. Oh nine. They won oh nine. Oh yeah. Okay. They were. They almost did back to back in oh nine and ten. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Oh, eight, yeah, oh, the other right. Yeah. Oh, was oh eight oh nine. Yeah, that was the, the year they lost to Detroit, and then they yes, beat them yes, the next year. And they beat them. Yeah, but they ran to the semifinals. So that Pittsburgh runs because they lost in the semifinals, wasn't it? Or they got to the uh, conference championship? They lost the conference finals in 13. Yeah, so I mean, they they've had long Boston, runs. Yeah. yeah, they've had long runs well, in I mean, their days. I, yeah, even over the entirety. They, they've have, I think, 20 consecutive years or something like that of being in the playoffs. Okay, yeah, but they, okay, I got a number for the, it. We count the playoff, the playoff play-in games as oh, yeah. playoffs. Oh, that's right. Okay, so now. Cancel the playoff stats. Exactly. Andrew, I'm dying to ask Zach because he's a Pittsburgh fan. There's two things that we like to talk about on this show because we're fan people. The legacy of Sidney Crosby. Since all of that nonsense, he has not made the play. He has not gotten out of the first round. And number two, this could be the first time in what do we figure, 16 years or 18 years, 
if Pittsburgh does not make the playoffs, and that's the first time in 16 or 18 years that Ovi and Crosby will not be in the playoffs. Yeah. It, it, yeah. For well, since their rookie seasons. Yeah. yeah since, since their rookie, rookie seasons. Yeah. yeah. The, Especially with the, the with the Penguins right now, I I haven't really dealt, like dove too deep with the Capitals, but like Penguins especially, it's they didn't address what they needed at the deadline. They got worse at the deadline. And but I thought it was smart. They didn't give up prospects. I read that afterwards. Pittsburgh got a couple of prospects that people were trying to. They yeah. And they said no. We were like not these we guys were. Go. They were. They were talks like the two weeks prior to the de- like before the deadline. It was oh Jacob Chitrin, Brock Besser, JT Miller. Those are the three guys that the Penguins are targeting. We come out of with uh, Mikhail Grenland, Nick Benino, <laughs> yeah. and Dmitry Nick, Kulikov. Nick yeah. And it's like he's I a, I, I love powerhouse. the team. <laughs> Yeah, he is. Uh, he, 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 we traded for him, played HBK. one game, he got a lacerated kidney. He's out That's for, what I'm he's saying. Out for I, like I'm saying he, he turned out to be a powerhouse. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it comes to, it, for Pittsburgh especially, it came down to like they're just, their entire lineup, not even their big three. Like they're the oldest team in the league. They're the slowest team in the league. They don't have any really bottom six depth. So it's like they get exposed heavily. So what's so what we're saying then is this: if we can all agree on this little point, then I'm not going to talk about them being tired. They just got wore out, and it was and and the deals they had to make, and then the things they had to do yeah. on the salary cap. But I'm just saying this: well, poor management too, because they never really yes. found a replacement for Flurry. Point well taken. I was going to go there. Jari, he wasn't bad in the first couple of years. This year is very; it's been very wonky. Like he hasn't been good whatsoever. It's well, cost you guys some playoff series. Yeah, too. Yeah. no, hundred percent. The one against the Islanders, I think, I two years ago. Yeah. Well, even, well, last year, if like if Jari was healthy, we win the playoff series. The only reason, like, he lo- we lose the the game seven against the Rangers, Rangers because Jari hasn't seen action in a month. And then he, he let in a couple from the fairway yeah, and it's too. Just like, it's just like I can't that one you, from the fairway. Yeah, that skip oh, yeah. Oh, that I can't. I can't. I can't pin that the shades of Tuscola. Oh yeah, exactly. You don't want to say one play. Yeah, yeah remember Tuscola? Toronto Maple Leaf. There. <laughs> I don't like when any time a guy lets one in the chip shot in from yeah. the fairway in the whole team kind of goes, huh? What? Like, you don't want to say one play changes the game. But here's another thing that I'm saying. We're reaching for straws with the media in Toronto, okay? And, and Andrew and I discussed this. And, and you, you tell me. We're going to get back to the Pittsburgh thing for a second. But he said the other night, and I, it's an interesting thing when you watch the games. I watch a lot of games. I watch too much Leafs, bro. To tell, this guy, this Milani guy makes me watch too much Leafs. I, I wa- make you. Well, I have I to. Ma- I make him. I, I, <laughs> I have a gun to his head. Of course, I'm like, Cruz, you're going to watch the fucking Leafs. That's what he does. He you calls open the my- door behind him and be like, are the yeah, Leafs on? <laughs> I'm telling you, he calls my house. He calls my wife. Okay, check his PVR. Make sure he's got the Check the, the phone record. Make sure pull he's up, pull up. Yes, yes, Andrew. Cruz is in the basement watching the Leafs now on PVR so he can look at the replays. But in any event, I, here's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't think that anyone should be too critical of any team at any time because we're not on the ice. We're just passionate sports fans that want to see quality competition. However, the proposition came up then. Did you see um, – what's the goalie's name on uh, the Islanders? I'm having a so, – Sorokin. Sorokin. Yeah, Sorokin. He made that huge save on uh, – uh, No, on Gustafson. On Gustafson, okay? Yeah. Now, if they score at that time, and we've discussed this, the game is now 2 nothing. That would have been a two nothing game right there. So everyone, but at that point in the game, that was like a what? The twelve minute mark of the first period? Or yeah, it was about halfway mark? through the first. Around there. The first period. So, I heard people saying if the, if they only scored, well, if I had got six numbers last night instead of one, I'd be rich. You know what I'm saying? So I I don't buy into every time the media is saying now. If that had happened in the last five minutes of the game, I'm in. Yeah. Okay, I'm in. But you're talking about a play that happened in. 
the second half of the first period is going to affect the whole game. Now, I'm not saying that it couldn't because 2 nothing is way different than 1-1 one, one going into the second period. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, I agree I agree to your, to a point. Like, that early in the game, no, I don't think it matters as much. I think not, like, second period, getting that, that second goal going up 2 is a difference maker in the sense, like, like even in any any sport, there's like there's always I there's, there's, mo- there's moments where it could be a big like mm-hmm. it could be a big factor where it's like it doesn't seem as like a, as big as it is, but it it's a, it could impact the game heavily. Like I, I one, agree. One, I find... one save, one shot, one injury. Okay, like, but I I always look at it this way, and we'll get to this later a bit. Is that I think it's more baseball has more of an effect to me, like an early inning thing in baseball. I think it's far more effect than it has in hockey because hockey and basketball are flow games. Yeah. No, agree. You yeah. know what I mean? 100% so, agree. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm not saying that 2 nothing. I think 2 nothing would have been going because the Leafs seem to be going. Now, my thing is, what ended up happening? And I'm going to tell Mr. Milani because this is what I've been drilling at him, and this is why Riley is in the press box. Did you see the giveaways from your defense by the time? Like, you think about it, it was 1-1 until what? Middle of the second period, what was the final score? Oh, it was six two, seven, whatever. Yeah. How did it? That so blows my mind. And I, and I thought about the chemistry. I thought about McCabe being out of position badly on two, mm-hmm. two horrible things. And then Mariner makes one little quip. So what? Mariner yeah. makes one every sixty games. Why even bring it up? He's one of your best players. You know what I mean? Yeah, Mariner. Mariner is playing phenomenal. Top ten in the league right now, easily. I don't care what him and Marner for Selkie. We've been banging that drum all season. Oh yes, yeah, Marner for Selkie. And now all of a sudden, someone's going to say that particular play late in the season. Like I see people picking at There's always going to be people picking at little things, but like that's the same. That's the same way with with even like even bigger players. Look at look look at Crosby. People pick that stuff he's done. Look at look at McDavid. People pick at stuff he's done. We're going to get back to that in legacy for a minute. But do you think that do you think Mariner is a uh, bona fide Frank Selke Trophy candidate? I think I think I think he can get it. Like if he keeps playing like he is, only ten games left. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think I don't think he can lose it. I can't wait till we have the tapes when we're gonna take the tapes end of the season because the two things that I called out and I'm not a Leaf guy, I said that Riley sucked. And Mariner is going to win the Selkie. One you know, of, how long ago did I say that, Mr. Milani? Close to the beginning of the year. One I mean, of, yeah. Yeah, somebody, somebody I know put out, like, a bold statement at the start of the year about Austin Matthews. She, she came up like she came up to – this was during my bowling league. She mm. comes up to us, and she's like, she, I put a bet down that Matthews won't score 40 goals. Wow. Mm. Yeah. And and I, wow. I was like – I looked at I was like, you're insane. And I'm like, there's <laughs> – But now there's he, no, he's And gonna, then looking at him, like, he's at, like, 35. And I'm like, that's That's wild. Like, there's a chance. Okay, so I went, that's my last point about the Leafs. But first of all, no, no, my last point about the Leafs in this way. Andrew will tell you all the year, I used to drag Matthew's dick in the dirt with the best of them. If you knew me, I was on every. As, I still remember you guys lost the playoffs because Gallagher dummy freaking Austin Matthews. I'll take that to my grave. Someone should have beat the shit out of Gallagher right there. And I'm a Habs guy because here we keep tabs on the Habs. Okay, but in any event, that moment there that happened, and now since then this season, number one. Do you know everyone knows this stat, which blows your mind? Who's blocked the most shots of any forward in the NHL? It's, it's Austin, Austin Matthews. Yeah, he the, he's he's improved the two way game. And that's, oh, unbelievable! That, that's so what I, was needed last year in the playoffs, and that's what he's doing this year. And that, I I respect it a lot. Me, I'm I, like every time I come out here, what do I say? Did you see Austin Matthews play last night? So what I'm saying about the media is they say, oh, Austin Matthews is going to come around. Oh, his game is going to do this. Oh, Austin Matthews is going to do this. I'm going. What game are you watching, people? Did you see the time twice in the Islander game when the score was one one and they had the confusion in front of the net? Who pulled the puck away and took it out? 
It wasn't a defenseman. It was Matthews. Yeah. Now, two years ago, Matthews would have been up around center ice mm -hmm. waiting for the pass out. No, now he's back taking the puck. Not the defenseman. That's what you need from your star players. There it's, you it, go. That's he's, why Pittsburgh was so successful for so long is because they had a guy in Crosby and Malkin that both who understood to be yeah. like, we need to back check now. It took we Malkin need to, a little longer. Yeah. It, but. Took Mal, it took Malkin <laughs> <laughs> about like seven, eight years longer. Yeah. But <laughs> with Crosby especially, it's like, we need to go back now. Like, yeah. We need a body in front of the net to get rid of like clutter for our goaltender. Like, exactly. We, the, classic, uh, the classic Scotty Bowman lesson for Steve Eiserman, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. That old school, which should be put in a book when you talk about it because they, they preach that now. But my point is this, and I've been hearing this a lot in the media and even writing. And you know what? You ever heard that guy Festcheck that writes in the Star? I think, I think I've actually seen a couple. You couple know what? I want to piss in his gas tanks to his car stall. I hate that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, that makes two of us. Oh, he just, and, he, yeah. and he's, he's questioning Austin. He's one of, and he's a big beat writer in Toronto. He's one of the guys yeah. that's questioned Austin Matthews' season. I'm going, what game are you watching? Buddy? And he's going to I don't think he understands 40. hockey, but. I don't think he understands well, any sport. I think he comes from a rich family you, and they just yeah. spoon fed him to his spot here. You, well, you look at the era we're in now where it's like, oh, like points are up. Scoring matters more. Like McDavid's scoring 160 points a year right now. It's like. He's it's, the only one, though. Yeah, no, yeah. But it's like people forget, like, having a two way player, like, like a guy who has a fundamentally sound two way game is like just as important as a guy who will score. I'd say it's more important, especially in the playoffs. Exactly. Me too. That's a, look, that's a consensus you have, move. You consensus, have, yeah. yeah you, well, you, you, have a, you have a center where the puck, the puck gets coughed up at the blue line, and he's back-checking his ass off to get back and play defense. That's way more valuable than a guy who will mm -hmm. just, just cherry-pick it to score a goal. Well, that's why I'm saying that this is why the, the, the formula, the equation is adding up to this. Tampa Bay being tired... Toronto being a little bit more hungry, and then who's going to be the starting goalie when it starts? Because the media, again, is trying to force-feed us that Matt Murphy, I'm, uh, whatever Murray, his name, yeah. Murray, is going to start the thing. And, and once again, Mr. Milani, who did I say months ago was going to start Samson the Samsonov, you've been saying that. Since a long time ago. It'll, I said, it'll come down. It'll, I don't think yeah. so. I think that the pressure is going to be I'm, because the money you think. And if they start Murray that first game, I'm going to lose my you shit. You know what? I'm starting to think that they might go with the Samsonov home Murray away thing. I'm starting to think that the Your Leafs are... Your theory is a great memory. I'm you brought to, that up. I'm starting to think that the Leafs are, like, just a little crazy enough to do that, you know? And when did you call that? Oh, mid-season. I thought you were nuts. Yeah. He, uh, Zach, he, yeah, brought well, they, up, yeah, they, he brought up the proposition, because I kept saying, Samsung's going to start the playoffs. Samsung's going to stop the playoffs. Then he came in with the splits, which blew me away at the time. And they've stayed consistent since you brought it up. Yeah, yeah. But Mr. Milani brought this up three months ago. When they start the playoffs, Samsung will start at home, and Murray will start on the road. At first, I thought you were nuts. Now... No, not now, not so crazy. Not yeah. so crazy at all, and especially the way they keep trying to bring Murray and like you know they keep yeah, they yeah. keep trying to bring him in. And you know what? He had a streak of and glad it ended. He was leading oh, the league like four or five goals. In yeah, the yeah, I went. Ooh, that's kind of ugly. But he played solid against Florida. Even like a lot of those games, it's hard to put a lot of those on him. Oh, lot just the one plays. that bounced over his shoulder, yeah, like those weird, yeah. all that kind of I, stuff. I, I, There's I, a lot of bad luck I and love, bad defense. I love Matt, I yeah. love Matt Murray. Like, I'll always love you him. Have but, uh, yeah, you have I, to. You have to. He carried us in a rookie season to a cup. Like, I, I, can't, agreed. I agreed. I can't, I can't hate so him. So is it's he just, tired now from all that extra playing? And he's not going <laughs> to no, get just, us he, anywhere? He, was just a hor he had a horrible glove side. That was, that always was has, always Okay, here's another thing that I hate about announcing, and then I won't talk about the announcers or hockey anymore. Did you see when the puck went over the net and they did the review and they called the score? Yeah. 
The good they thought the spectacular the guy's ass was back. He shot in the net. And the, oh, what a spectacular. No, the guy was completely out of position. He stuck his ass out. The puck hit it yeah. by mistake. Oh, that was a great save. Oh, he's the mesh on his glove. I wanted to, you know what I, I turned down the volume, I think, and I put the music back up. <laughs> I go, this is why announcers and sporting people, I, I, you know what? I, I miss my calling, maybe. But when I hear a sports guy say something like that, and they show the replay, then they got to back off to spectacular play, because Murray's in another error code. He's flopping around like a fish on the beach, and a buck hits him. Spectacular save! Come on. <laughs> I could say from Zach, you might be able to back, back me up here. From someone that does play by play, it's easy to get caught in the moment, oh, though, yeah, when easy. doing that. I'm not saying you didn't, but you should, then you should, you you have to admit it was overkill about the spectacular play. It was not oh, a spectacular I, play. The puck just hit you, hit you in the ass. Stop it. <laughs> well, I did it. I did it back in in the last year Humber. It was a spring. It was like a uh, like an exhibition game. And a guy, a guy gets the ball and hits a fadeaway three in the corner. I just went crazy because I was just, I'm like, and I look back at after, I'm like, this is an exhibition game. Why am I going ballistic like this? Premature ejaculation. <laughs> just, yeah, they you call just get caught up in the I'm, moment. Yes, I, I know, I agree. But I, my, my point being is that sometimes this is why I'm here today, and this is why the house is going to get built into a mansion because we're fan friendly first. Yeah, you know what I mean, and yeah. we're and we're we're going we're going to like give us a little bit more time. We're going to bark back at the media. We're going to bark back at some of these people because I understand that they're paid by corporations and stuff. But I want a subjective look at the games, sure, or an objective look at the game, so to speak. You know yeah, what I, I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. You know, you know what I mean. Sometimes, and I think, and like, and I'm watching, like, you can't pussyfoot around the fact that if the Toronto Maple Leafs do not win a playoff series this year, um, the season's a failure. Oh, 100%. And now, you, and then you get the Tampa Toronto as a flip. You know what I mean? But before we run away from this hockey thing, I have to do this. Congratulations to Ovi on the 40 season. For the four things I've had to say. I, me of all people, because you know we have that little yeah. bet. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want him to catch Gretzky. But he and will. I, and I'm, I was yeah. dissing. And I said he would not score 40 goals this year. I said that. I go, I said, he's, he's got to slow down sometimes. Uh, all props to he's Ovi. All props to Ovi. How, man. how many back is he now? How, how, like seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Yeah, I think it's so seventy-seven. He's, he's gonna do years. it. No, like, he's gonna have a Russian eighteen-year-old girlfriend. He's gonna have an affair with. He's gonna lose his shit and go back to the KHL. <laughs> oh, Twenty goals short. So <laughs> I also want to shout out Crosby, first player in NHL history to have thirty goal seasons at eighteen and thirty-five. Yes, yes, absolutely incredible. Yes. Also, yeah. also second player in NHL history to have eighteen consecutive point per game seasons yes, yes. only behind yes. only yes. behind Gretzky okay so that's what we're talking about the legacy of Crosby I don't want it to get tarnished by the fact that he hasn't won he's been knocked out in the first round how many times now you're the Pittsburgh guy I I don't I don't think that should tarnish his legacy whatsoever I think it's it's the team behind him okay so before we that's, go that's anything you want to say about the lease are you going to so uh there's one last thing about Matthews I just wanted to point out his plus minus which I know is your favorite stat yeah. plus 31 thank you very the, much in only 64 games which thank is, you very much that's, that's incredible oh, by stat. the way Zach you know me in analytics right we get along <laughs> like the Hatfields and McCoys all right that's how well we get along but I do he Mr. Milani will tell you this I am a plus minus guy that's why I meant to bring that up when I read. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? Because you're on the ice. But yeah, you got to take it with uh, some context. A grain of salt. A grain of salt. But he is plus 31, correct? Is that plus what it is? 31 in 64 games. Yeah. Like, not, That's not amazing. As, not as much of an offensive season, but still a really good two way season. It's like you, you can't. 
from a fantasy standpoint, you can be pissed. Yeah. Yes. Be, yeah. be, be pissed off because he's not Unless he's not block shots 70. count in your league. Exactly. Unless block shots <laughs> yeah. unless block shots and plus minus yeah, count in your league. There you go. League. Yeah. But, like, from, like, overall, a hockey fan watching, you like, you got to tip your cap. Being like, you know what? He There was a game, uh, an area of his game that he needed to address, and he addressed it. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, very well. Uh, when yeah. he came one of the best skaters in the league. He's a powerhouse oh, yeah. skater. Like the way he skates, his is IQ is phenomenal. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, he's he's been outstanding. Before we get off the topic, though, we're talking about legacies really quickly. Who would you say is on your Mount Rushmore all time of hockey? All time of hockey. Who's on your Mount Rushmore? And we'll just give it to you really quick. The three Ooh. that we've satis- seem to be satisfied on is Orr, Lemieux, and Gretzky. I, although I would say Lemieux's spot on there is kind of shaky, but we're, yeah. we're going or and Gretzky. Now. Or and Gretzky. I would going, say or Gretzky for sure. 100%. Or Gretzky. Putting Gordy Howe. Yeah, I'm put, I was about to say I'm putting Howe up there. Wow. Okay. Oh, it, it honestly it, it's a toss up. Like I would want to say Crosby, but like I feel like Crosby's he, on mine. I feel wow, like is he? I yeah. want to say I think Crosby. I think you have to now. Oh, yeah. Why? Because of his standard. Because everything. Okay, everything. the reason Zaka came up, the yeah. reason that it came up, we had this, we broached this subject, and we'll move on really quick. Is where do we put Connor McDavid? Well, it's still a little early for that, don't you think? I I'm think, saying I eight think seasons he's in, he's got to win a ring. Oh, I think he's amazing. I think yeah. he's one. Of, I think he's one of that. And I've said this on the show before. I'm not talking about hockey. I'm talking about spectacular athletes in the world today. I used to say he was top 10. No, he's top five. You want to talk about soccer, volleyball, pickleball? Oh, by the way, I seen that on TV the other night on the Game Channel. That's retarded. That's going to be a professional league, but I don't want to digress. But in any event, um, where's McDavid now? Like, McDavid, his first four years is compatible to the Gretzky, Lemuse, the Eisermans, and the Crosbys, and he hasn't won squat. Yeah. Yeah. Not on the team level. Yeah, on a squad doodle. So where do you put that? Like by now, Crosby's already won a cup. He's already won. No, he's never had a chance. Oh, how to many? Win. How many years is Crosby? Uh, this is his eighth McDavid. season. This is his eighth year. Eighth yeah, year. Seventh. Cros- no, no, eighth. This it, is Crosby won in his fifth. It, right? Yeah, nine. Iserman yeah. won in his seventh. Lemieux Crosby won, won his fourth season. Yeah. Was it his fourth? I thought yeah. it was his fifth. Iserman won in his sixth oh, or seventh. No, Iserman won like his thirteenth or something. Was it that many? Because he was drafted eighty four. They didn't win till ninety seven. Oh, there you go. So he has a couple more years to maybe. But I'm not. I say in the long term, I think Connor McDavid's I, I, it's hard a better to, I don't player. really put Eiserman in that category. No, though. oh, but I think Eiserman's a spectacular player. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Eiserman did so many things that you, you can see. I don't know how much how old you were to to remember when Eiserman was playing, but Eiserman was a guy that was clean on both ends. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you, you yeah. know that old adage about you don't always see what's in the box score. Yeah, he was one of those guys. Like Eiserman, I would say like, okay, who's the ten greatest players of all time? If someone said number ten is Eiserman, I'm not going to argue with that person. Fair enough. You know what I mean? But in any event, we're going to move on here. Hold on, hold on. We got got some more to discuss, remember? Um, So, first of all, Fanatics taking over the uniforms in 2024 from Adidas. Okay, I forgot about that. Uh, This is, I don't know, I think this is kind of a joke. I mean, the Fanatics, they make the the replica jerseys right now, and they're not of great quality, let's just say. say, So now when I buy a replica jersey, is it going to be $500 (laughs) just because we're the official partners? I'm getting mine from China anyway. Anything I'm buying (laughs) from China is a knockoff. I don't buy nothing from China except the knockoffs, so I might as well get them there. Fanatics. I think this is weird too. Like we both agree. Really we thought, weird. We thought it was going to be Under Armour. I thought so. Yeah, when he I brought it so. up, I thought 
Under Armour would yeah. be there too. Well, because Under Armour's the Under Armour's the partner for baseball too. Like, exactly. Oh, uh, well, they they were almost. It's oh, Nike did it get? That, did it get it's, it's Nike that does it. Remember? Is it Nike? Oh, yeah, I thought I thought I remember reading was, that it was they're they're taking over in twenty three. Oh uh, no, because I thought I thought Nike well, took over be, like last okay. year or something. But like it was a lot of people thought Under Armour was in there, but then like I think the deal broke down at the last minute or something. Okay, I don't know what yeah. the. I'm not sure either, but I thought Under Armour was like the four like the 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 front runner on it. Anything yeah. I was well, hearing, I, I thought they were going to go. It was a huge deal. Of course, like, Under Armour was taking over for baseball. Yeah. But like even it, so, like if they took over hockey, imagine that. Like having yeah. two of the big North American markets—that's crazy. So you know what that says to me? That people in America are still t- treating hockey like a niche sport. To me, because why? Did, why wouldn't they jump in and do it? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, and then fanatics is on what level of uniforms, as you yeah. pointed out. Unless it's something behind the scenes that we have no access to to see that, like, true, we, true. That, like, it might come could, out later. There, yeah, it could be something like that. Like, oh, Under Armour and NHL couldn't agree to this because of this. But like, there's yeah. like, I don't know. I still find it strange. Like, they can get a deal with like. They couldn't renew with Adidas. They couldn't. That's what. But I heard Adidas. I heard, they couldn't get the Puma. They couldn't. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no, even yeah. Puma. I, I, you I, I know, like, Puma, but Puma's not a hockey guy. JC, no, no, no. they says we don't do nothing. But well, hockey. Puma's very European too, right? Exactly. So. The thing about Adidas is they say they're having um, word around a campfire. I've read in a few places, like on the financial pages, sometimes in the newspaper, it's come up about the hierarchy in Adidas. There seems to be some kind of. Uh, I don't know corporate kind of something going on with money and where their profits well, the, are yeah, and this how be. they're moving. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to uh, say that I'm an expert on it, but I have heard whispers that there is going to there's some corporate nonsense going on with Adidas well, and their distribution. I don't know. Shame, but like ever since the whole Kanye and Yeezys thing, like Adidas oh. has been taking a lot of hit oh, from that. Oh, oh, they're losing yeah. a lot of profit oh, from yeah. Kanye's the Yeezys. Oh yeah, I heard they're just going to like fucking burn all the shoes. Basically, I heard. Yeah, that, but like if you think about it, that's all. That's that's a lot of profit. I know, that's insane. Burning, right? Yeah, a like, billion. That, I heard yeah, it's a bill. They're going to lose a bill that, on that's, the deal. That's the biggest thing. I think that might that could be a big reason why. They're like, oh, we don't have the money to like find like. Yeah, maybe. So maybe that is, was, I heard that Adidas is going to probably lose in the long run a bill on the. Uh, the easy situation. Yeah, and I heard, and there's a rumor yeah. now, and I don't know if it's true, and I forget where I, I try to write everything down. As you can see in front of me, four books <laughs> and four different notes. But I heard that's already, they took a container, and there's kids running around in Africa somewhere. In those in shoes. That's what I'm hearing. They just go, what are they going to do with them? There's how many pairs? There's a zillion pairs. I've been trying to get a lot. pair for the last like seven years. Yeah, but I mean, now they're going to be marketing. You know what's going to happen with this? This is how stupid humans are. Someone's going to put those in a box and put them in the closet. And about 30 years from now, I'll be dead and you guys will be still doing this show. And uh, <laughs> they'll be putting one of those shoes on the market and I'll be auctioning them off for a stupid amount. That's what they're doing already. There's there's right, right. there's some that don't aren't being per, like made anymore because of the the, the 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 termination of the contract between Kanye West and Adidas. I think I think there was it was like a zebra pair or something. They're going for like two grand. Wow! I heard about the zebra <laughs> ones like, too, but it's already crap, they're man. already going for that. It Some of them are yeah because sneaker pimps. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, this yeah, once they're like, yeah. oh, they're not making them anymore. Inflation. We're selling oh, yeah. our shoes. Sneaker like pimps push that crazy. shit through the ceiling. Whatever. Yeah. But I, I, you know what? Before I know, I'm gonna let Mr. Milani talk some more about hockey because at the house that happens, we keep. Tabs on the Habs. So, can you tell us something that might be going on significant for the Montreal Canadiens? Well, for the Leafs and the Habs. Leafs uh, and the Habs, true. Two Habs prospects and uh, Leaf prospect Matthew Nyes each got uh, named finalists for the Hobie Baker Award. Finalists for, or excuse me, MVP for uh, the college hockey in the States. Um, Hudson yeah. from Boston University for Montreal and Farrell from Harvard on Montreal. And then, of course, Nyes plays for Minnesota. So, 
I just want to say one thing about my Habs because we have no time to talk. See, what happens, Zach, is this. A bunch of our guys wanted to jo join the Live Tour, so they said, fuck the playoffs. Let's get out in the course and get ready. You know what I mean? So we gave them the Euro, guys, in case they make the Live Tour. But I just want to say this. When we okay, and you know my hate thing. You understand my hate. I hate pedophiles. I hate terrorists, and I hate the Boston Bruins. Okay, so just just want to make sure you get that. I am so glad the other night, and I don't like moral victories, as Andrew will tell you. I don't like any of that. No, you do not. All that bullshit moral about nothing. I got you. I'm just glad that the Habs played really well against Boston the other night. Because I was looking the other way. You know what, Andrew? I thought I was gonna look, and it was gonna be like I kept checking the score. I hope it's not six one. I hope it's not five nothing. I hope it's not seven two. Like I was just saying, it's getting the end of the season. Is Boston just going to come in? And we played with pride. That's all I'm saying. Like it's no, I don't, Andrew, you know this. I don't believe in this moral. You win or you lose. Yeah. You win or you lose. But I'm I'm really glad we didn't get blown out. I think they're making stepping like they're doing. They're making good stepping stones for the future. I'm it's, calling it's, them to make the playoffs next year. It's a it's a dignified tank that Montreal's got going on. You're fifth a in the Bedard yes, in a, the Bedard Bowl standing. I'm so. gonna, Bedard I'm, Bowl. I'm gonna, I always gonna, forget they call it that. That's gonna be, you know what? I, 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 this is why he's becoming one of my better friends. Did you already said we lost with dignity? It's a dignified. Tank, I, I will I will take that. I, will take I that. said Pittsburgh should have tanked so we can get our next crossfeed. But I don't, I don't want you guys to tank because I want Crosby to win another playoff series. I've always liked Sid the Kid. Oh, I mean, I want him to win another cup. I don't know if it'll happen. Well, I think they I owe it to that. Crosby to be competitive while he's still no, Thank you. That's why, that's, well, my, that's, that's, my that's take why they extended Malkin and Latang for because mm -hmm. Crosby has two more years on his contract. Yeah, and he's going to retire after that, I think. Probably. I think so, too. I'm, I'm just hoping he, he gets the point per game so he can be the one, the one record he could be with Kretzky. That's I think he will. Yeah, because he, he has will. two more years, and he's only one year behind. Yeah. There you go. Oh, no. he's. It, I'm just saying that sometimes when we talk about legacies, I just hope he keeps doing some playoff stuff. That's my main concern. Because you know what? You always know. Where do you make your, your – where's your um, – what do they say? Where do you make hay in the playoffs? Correct? Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to go on? Because to make a making hay, we had something go on this week that Andrew and I did not pay much attention to. However, Last became, few weeks. Last few weeks. And we should have, but um, it ended in high drama, and that's the World Baseball Classic. It did. Japan, USA in the final. Basically, the way they drew it up. Exactly. Exactly. But you know, the, the, the great thing was having Otani come out of the bullpen to face Mike Trout. Like, that's better than the natural. That's better than Field <laughs> of Dreams. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they pulled this stuff out of their hat, and it, yep. it, 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 it made it. And I'm hearing now the popularity of the World Baseball Classic is going to bring baseball back to another level i don't believe that i think i think it will grow si like significantly than what it has been in the past couple of years because it's like this was the mo like i like the last couple wbcs i never watched them like i know like yeah. I, it wasn't talked about amongst people i knew but like this year this year's tournament it was like oh my god like the wbc the competition is great this is awesome to watch like this is it's competitive baseball. It's ever like the only argument I heard from people was like, "Oh, they should do this at the end of the season." I'm like, "No, they should. They should not do this." At the oh, end I think of the it season. should be at the end of the season. No, why? I'm makes, gonna tell you right zero, now. It makes zero sense. Nobody okay. will. Nobody. It'd be. It'd be worse. It'd be worse. Uh, like players wanting to join than it is now. Okay, but, I agree. Uh, I I don't know about that, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because here's the deal: the season's over already. Okay, it's like you know what? Why do they always have the Ryder Cup at the end of the at the end of the PGA Tour? 
Because what's going Apples I'm, and oranges. Apples it's, and oranges. It's, it's Perhaps, but I'm, here's my point being. Everyone's going to replay. You know what I'm saying? I believe this. Vladdy did not want to play in the WBC. When he ran down to second base and grabbed his knee, I'm still going, oh, my God. That's why I didn't watch. I go, the guy doesn't even want to play. And all of a sudden, a week later, he's in the batting box hitting fucking 400-foot bombs. Well, because how hurt well, are he, you? Because he cared, he cared more. <laughs> like he didn't want to tweak any more for the Jays. Because and I'm thankful. I'm yeah, very that, happy. Okay, yeah. so let's talk to the owner of the New York Mets today. Hey, how do you do? And you spend how many zillion to put your team together? And what's an intricate part of your team? A closer? Oh, guess that's what? A, that's a freak accident, though. Altuve is going to be gone till when? I know. So injuries happen. Injuries happen. So I'd rather have it at the end of the season. Because you get injured at the end of the season, yeah. the season's over. That's my take on it. Everybody's warmed up because the pitchers didn't pitch that many innings because they weren't worked in. If you're at the end it was of the also, they also had, They also had a pitch limit per per round. So that doesn't, that's what I'm talking about. That, there's an element of the competition that gets, um, you got a governor on it. Okay, so we're not going to have the F1 race, but you're not allowed to go over 120. Come on. That's what I'm saying. So there's a little things about the WBC. That's probably why it, my interest wasn't as high because some of these things are in the back of my head. You well, how about, I mean? how about let me propose this. How about every four years instead of an all-star game, you have a WBC midseason? No, that'd be too much gap in the season. Because you got to have about three weeks to play it, right? How long was this? It was it was three week turn. They, yeah, yeah you, three weeks. Yeah, it would never. It, it you, wouldn't fly. You, you're, you're Why not? You're, because then the guys are under the rotation. Baseball is very. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's an everyday thing. Yeah. Now you're getting the guys out of sync. So if you take a three week out of the middle of the season, like what about your guy that's going every five days? That's why, that's also why that's why people are like it. It sh- shouldn't be at the end of the season because it's like you just played 162 games. The team, some like the the select sixteen, the few teams that made playoffs. You played x how x how many are already games. You like got we've we there's been reports guys played through create like torn labrums whatever to play in the play the oh, pussies. Like they'll oh, they'll, they'll pussies. do that. Well, you're also okay, taking away from pussies. guys off season two, and they're not going to want that. Okay, you're playing for your country. When when okay, but hey, listen, Team Canada does it for hockey. What about the great dream teams in the NBA? Like, like, when are they going to decide like what what's there? And that's why hockey. I mean, it was. It's also. It's also a very different spectrum. Like, like international hockey and like international soccer. That's way. Those are waves beyond international baseball. Like, I don't like, know because like we were talking about and like if you went and checked uh, down in Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, and Japan, those ratings were off this part, especially in Japan, which we alluded well, to well, before yeah, the well, show. Because those those Supposedly. worlds are baseball. Yeah, those I don't. Are I'm, baseball. I'm, 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 you're like me, huh? I got to put my hand in the wound yeah. on these babies, but like you look at you look at other things like hockey. You look at you look at uh, soccer, the international basketball, even like the, those sports are international. Like those are those are sports played around the world. Okay, so if they're played around the world, here's another thing I didn't like about the W, uh, the World Baseball Classic, and me and Mr. Milani discussed this. There's there's certain areas in the world where baseball is everything. Okay, so how could oh, like they... those Latin American countries? Okay, so why did about? they put them like? I, yeah. I remember I was talking about the seating. I thought the seating was ridiculous. How did America get in the conference with Italy? Italy was a, Italy and England. Italy wasn't in. It wasn't Italy. It was. It was. It was Italy. Yeah, Romano played for Italy, didn't he? No, he didn't. He Who didn't did he go play for? Play. Uh, he he opted out because because oh, he, he didn't he, he didn't want to travel to the other side of the world to play for Italy. That's okay, why. So, they oh, were yeah. playing. They were going to be. He was going to have to play like I think it was in Japan or something. Yeah, they were going. And he and, didn't and, he didn't want to do that because he didn't cool. want to disrupt the schedule. Okay, that's cool. But, but in any event, did you see the seedings? Why? How could they have like in one division? They had the Dominican Republic, they had Puerto Rico, yeah, Venezuela, they, yeah. and Japan. 
That's four. No, was not Japan there? No, Japan was in was like all over overseas. But so like the pool, the pools. It was it was Canada, Mexico, USA, Great Britain. I think it was those yeah. four. And Colombia. And Colombia. Yeah. yeah. And oh gee, there's some powerhouse um, baseball teams, aren't they? And then and then like there was the other pool, which was like Puerto Rico, Dominican, uh, Israel, Cuba, Venezuela, Venezuela. Venezuela. Israel was in too. Yeah. I didn't they, know the Jews had a ball to the, team. Uh, they advanced yeah. to the quarterfinals. Yeah. yeah. Or but sorry. Like, so they did like, not, but they... Why, why are they... They, they, re, they, they regioned it. That was the whole uh, Yeah, I got that. Like that. Like that. Like, but I don't... I'm saying like this. So what I'm saying is, okay, because the, the, the Koreans and the Japanese are going to bitch about it too because where they are in the world. This is another reason I want to have it at the end of the year. Because then they all go to Bermuda. Or just pick a country and every, but not this. You're over here, you're over here, and all the traveling. No, at the end of the season, you say, okay, the World Series is over. We're going to give you a two week break, and everyone shows up. So before Christmas comes along, and this year the tournament's going to be in Mali. Or this year the tournament's going to be in Venezuela. I don't think that's going to work, though. It, yeah, I don't it, think it, it is yeah. either, but I, if I had my way, then I'd be, I'd be more. Because <laughs> you know what? I'm paying attention to more, which we're going to discuss. I'm paying attention to who's, what's going on in spring training. What's going on with other teams? Yeah. I'm looking more. I'm more MLB centric than I am the WBC. However, the excitement around this WBC, as you know, Zach, has been bigger. It w- it was bigger because it was a lot of like players that you'd see in spring training and you wouldn't hear about because it's just inside their camps. They're getting a chance to shine. Look at Randy Rosarena. Oh yeah, the guy. The guy. Point well taken. Like if you look at for fantasy purposes, like if you play fantasy baseball or that. He's t- and he would be a guy you take maybe third, fourth round. I'd say round probably mostly third. Now he's a guy I'll shoot to like late first, second. Well, I got my fantasy you know, draft that, like, on uh, Sunday night, so I'm gonna probably pick your brain about who is his. Like, you, you, like uh, there's there's a lot of guys like jo- <laughs> Joey Manessis, a rookie. Yeah, like you would uh, nobody would have heard of him because he's playing for the Washington Nationals, a team that has no one. Well, yeah. I was impressed with the Americans and, because their lineup was pretty yeah but the, there's another no there's a, no, there a whole other issue though because kevin gosman probably one of the best american-born pitchers uh, last year he didn't get asked to play for america God, probably because he played for toronto so it was it was a whole thing there was a whole thing of like <laughs> people, so, people are people are saying Stupid. people are saying like oh our pitchers don't want to come play but it's like you didn't ask some yeah. like you need and to I, ask your pitchers you got to ask your guys to come play Word around the campfire too is there's been whisperings. A lot of guys said, "I wish I had a played now." Or I think yeah, this, and the, they, that's they, why they I think yeah, that's why that I think play. in the next WBC, which is a four whatever years down the line, I think it'll be a lot better in the sense of you look at what Mexico did. Mexico oh, yeah. before was never a big baseball country. Yeah. They, Even they, though they've had some guys, they, they, yeah, they've yeah. had some guys, but, but their they ratings were, were good. They, I heard they were never they were never like a team like a country be like oh Mexico, baseball first. Like you no. never, it'd be no. it's soccer, right? Yeah. You think yeah. soccer yeah. first. Yeah. Now, and then now, boxing. like, yeah, boxing. boxing. Yeah. Like now, obviously, like Mexico. Like I'm not saying baseball is the number one sport in Mexico now because of the WBC, but I think it's like people are starting to notice. Hey, like we had a good team. Well, they we, uh, we, we competed. We competed yes, against they did. the states. And they, yes, and not only that, um, I heard the ratings because I forget what show I was watching. They were talking about. Uh, that's why I heard about this. Just ridiculous number that ninety some percent of the Japanese TVs were on the game. I'm going. Yeah. What is that? I can't. I'd have to see. You got to prove that one to me. However, the they were saying in Mexico, the media in Mexico, the, there was a jump in the viewership. It's crazy. Like, that, the, that's what's this is awesome. the most they were saying. There were probably more people from Mexico were yeah. watching baseball this time than the history of Mexico. Which is cool because you know it, it brings it up because people are saying that baseball has become a regionalized sport. 
Yes. Yeah. You know I what think, I mean? I think this WBC, I don't, I, I don't think it projects baseball to becoming, like, the next big thing. But I think it's a lot of steps in the right direction that we haven't had for, like, two decades. Good point. Yeah. Because Good point. You, Good look point. At, you look at baseball in the last couple of years, it's MLB. You don't talk about... Like, you don't talk about the international play. You don't talk about, like, the no. pan-in game stuff, the Olympic no. game. You don't talk about that. No. Like, when you talk about hockey, Olympic games, oh, gold. Like, you you, your team, you want to win gold. It's a bragging right thing to win a Huge. gold medal in hockey. Yeah. It's a bragging right thing to win a gold medal in soccer, women's or men's. Agreed. Like, it, it's, like, I think now with baseball, because of this WBC and the fact that, you know, for Japan, we got to see guys like uh, Roki Sasaki, a 21-year-old that can throw 102 but also has a splitter that hits 79 miles per hour. When is he coming to the major leagues? If he wants to come over, he the, the window for him, I think, is four years. Yeah, because he's wrapped up with his team, yeah, right? Yeah, there, and then there's, also, the other, the there's another the other guy, third, yeah. a third baseman. His yeah. name is Murakami. Yeah. He won the Triple Crown last year. He won MVP. He won MVP two years ago. So he's a back-to-back MVP, a Triple Crown winner, and he hits 56 home runs, and he gets posted in two years, or a year. Yeah. So Dude. it's like it's like... If with the B- WBC didn't happen, you don't see these guys. You don't know right. about these guys. I know so that like guy's that, got power. I see that third yeah, baseman yeah. can hit. He can hit. I I didn't. Even, I never even heard of the guy. I knew there's that pitcher and the other pitcher. I think it's for Korea. They're yeah. both two years away and they're young. There was a 19 year old pitching and and he. I don't remember. Uh, or there's also a pitcher from Nicaragua. Uh, Nicaragua. Really? Um, he struck out. Julio Rodriguez, Rafael Devers, and I think Manny Machado. Yes, he got a and he got a contract that the, same day. The Tigers, yeah. And it's like it's like right, you, City. yeah, you look you look years in the past. Like, would would a, a pitcher from that country get a contract? Probably not. Would would people from that country watch? Probably not. But now it's like, oh, our pitcher got signed to the majors. Yep. Maybe we'll tune in a little bit more. Well, that well, I, anything that advances yeah. the sport on that level. Well, and I have a buddy that's. Nicaraguan. He sent me that video like the next oh, yeah. day. He was very excited you, about that. That's cool. That's, yeah. see, I think, that's, I think cool that, thing, that's yeah. why the WBC was so good this year because it was like everybody like in the initial baseball world was kind of just fiending for baseball because it was like like they're they're uh, and that's why I think this time is perfect for it because it's like you have spring training just starting. It's like oh we're getting a taste of what what the regular season is going to be, but then you have like the high octane baseball right away, right away, and you're like you're like. You're like hell yeah! I I, watch I'm this. I'm and gonna I, say that I'm not I I don't know maybe I was paying attention to many other things because for many many years I've always said and there's certain thing inside of me still says baseball at times is still my favorite sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love the cerebral game. Now what's happening is with baseball is like analytics. Okay, now that we've got to this point in baseball, we got a lot of new rules going on, and it yes. seems to be that the rules are going to be working out. Because a lot of the stuff you heard at the beginning of spring training, you're not hearing now, like the the the, the pitch count clock. Yeah, and that it's guy's still about, there. Yeah, it's, it's still, still there. there. But I mean, guys are adjusting to it a lot yeah. quicker than they're saying to do it now. Like we knew it would happen. Yeah. Well, if the rules, the rules, the rule, right? Now, here's a couple of things that I've been noticing that they've been arguing about is where people can stand in the field, which is my bitch. Yes. They, that might be an adjustment where you got to have one foot on the dirt and one foot on the grass kind of nonsense. And so, yeah, the biggest the biggest change for the shift was it was you can't have your shortstop on the second base side of second base. Okay. He needs to stay on shortstop. Okay, so well, There's things argue- about, too, about the guys standing on the outfield grass yes. as well. Like yeah, the infielders. you can't. Yeah. That, it, that's, it w- that one's going to cause some problems. It already I has. And they're, they, they were talking about they're, they're going to might be some mid-field, mid-season adjustments. Well, the, so what, what teams yeah. have been starting to do now is that they just scrap left field completely and they bring their left fielder over and he plays shallow right. 
Exactly. So it's it's still a shift, but not as as dramatic not, as it not, was not before. As and the game's going to go up. So here's what I'm saying. My theory on this is Zach is if I want to put all my nine guys on the right field line, I want to do that. Now, is that the most preposterous thing you ever heard in the history of baseball? Probably, but I want that option. You've taken that away. So that's a critical element in the history of baseball. You're telling me I can't do, and that's what I'm it, having yeah, a problem and with. And that, that comes down to just people nowadays being like, oh, baseball is so slow, and it's like it's not fun to watch these guys hit into into shifts like we want to see guys get on base we want to see guys hit home runs like then we, learn how to hit no exactly i agree learn and how it, to it, hit man that's what I, i'm saying I, I don't i don't agree with any of that bullshit and you know what wrecked it analytics laugh speed do you think spin like, rate I think, I think the game will be better underwear this year size come on <laughs> it's killing me i i think the game, the game this year will be better with the rules uh, but no, like, i think it'll be but, quicker but like it'll Here's my prediction, and I heard someone say this, and I stole it from this. By June 1st, Major League Baseball will be a track meet. And I'll tell you why. Because you're only allowed to throw over to the first, third base, first base three times. So what happens on the fourth? On your mark, the green light goes off. It's going to be like F1. You see those four lights go, yeah. and boom, away you're going to go. So that's going to be that's going to have a lot of effect. Think about it. You're, what is, you're only allowed to throw over to the first base, what, three times? Yeah. There's, so what's the fourth time going to be? Speedy Gonzalez and the Roadrunner yeah. combined. And not only that, with the extra little bit on the base, scoring's going to go up. 100% yeah. has to go up. There's no, like everything is designed to make scoring go up, right? But that's another thing. So like, look at like me being, I used to pitch. So like being a pitcher, say I threw over three times and now I know for a fact I can't throw over. He has a big lead. And he's going to try to take off. I'm slide stepping, throwing out, letting my, like throwing out, letting my catcher throw it down. Will I get him? Will I get him every time? No, not at all. Interesting. But you're also giving yourself the best the best aspect to get him. It's it. That's what I think. Mr. Milani, he's thinking, but I, I, I'm still saying that's, eh, that's why. Like I, I like eh. I like the rules. Do I think they should have implanted like they've imprinted them? No, but do like like after watching the game and like understanding now how the rules are going to work while plot like playing an actual game. Do I like them? Yes. Because you kids are growing up different than us old men. We need to speed feed you guys a little thing like your video game. Well, this Everything is also is for, instantaneous. Well, this is for the casuals, and this is exactly. I, 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 I like also like yeah. my my parents were getting a little pissed off with like some stuff in baseball too. So I think they'll enjoy this as well. Oh so. no, some of the things that pissed me off too. I, I have to admit because I've been watching baseball as a kid, and I'm going to tell you this right now before we get into talking about our American League East thing. I am a huge guy that's saying everybody's pussies these days. Everybody's soft, including the whole world. We got to cater to right now. Why do you think gambling has gone to your phone? Because you need instant gratification. There's no foreplay anymore. We need the orgasm. You know what I'm saying? That's the well, problem. It's, well, it's also just guys being able to take your money. Well, that's how it's <laughs> well, they, they, they were doing yeah. that before. They just made well, it easier, easier to get to your money. Yeah. Agreed. But I'm always I, saying this, and, 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 and Andrew will tell you this, and I'm bitching about this all the time. All I ever hear is this. Better equipment. Better nutrition. Better trainer. Better cardio. Better girlfriends. Better whatever. And, oh, I can't pitch 200 innings. I can't do this. I can only throw the ball this many times. Why do you think we have 27,000 relief pitchers? Like, you tell My, me this. Well, this is one thing, and then you guys explain this to me, and I'll shut the front door. Why is it just 50 years ago, 
Bob Gibson could pitch 300 innings five times in a, years in a row. Why could Ferguson Jenkins pitch six years in a row, win 20 games? And here's the number that drove me nuts. I just jumped off my chair and lost my shit. Oh, the New York Mets will have a great season if Verlander and Scheiser can at least start 60 games. What? 60 games, there's 160. So you guys paid how many millions of these guys and they're only gonna have 60 starts? Back in the day, you started 40. Well, you were projected at 40 starts. Now you're talking about two Hall of Famers. If they start 60 times this year, they could be in contention. 60 combined? 60 combined. Yeah. I went, what? They better pitch at 60 combined. Well, with the money they're making, the yeah. Money, come on. But Bob Gibson would start 45 games a year. Ferguson Jenkins would start 45 games well, a year. first of all, those are the outliers. No, Tom Seaver, a lot of guys. One Tom guy, Seaver's Wilbur Wood. also an outlier. Okay, but Wilbur <laughs> Tom Wood. Tom Glavin is, as well. Okay, but listen. Well, Who's the last guy that went 20 and 20? Wilbur Wood went 20 and 20, man. That's only 40 years ago. So, so my, Only 40 years ago. My argument is this. Those pitchers were, like, like Andrew said, they were outliers. So it's like they had the stuff to completely dominate so for, they for 300. I got you. I, they, they were, they were, so their competition was here. They were here. So they were able to do that, like go that longevity. Roger Clemens pitched 275. Um, Jack Morris got in his 260. Uh, Mike Flanagan got in his 260. And that's only 20 years ago, bro. Okay. All right. So what I'm saying is this. I'm sick of hearing. Like, you know what? You're an ace. How many guys pitched 200 innings? We looked it up. Was it six? Yeah, it was only like six, five or six guys last year. And my, yeah. one guy was 201, one guy was 202. My argument is this. Manoa is a horse. He's an old school freaking horse. He's a big boy out there. Don't yank him because then you're going to save my bullpen because I'm going to hear the other excuse, which we guys talk about. Oh, they get tired. They've been no, the I, I, so look, I look at it like, like I look at it like this, especially for baseball. Like you're obviously you're not going to like what I, when I say this, but it's it's it comes down to. I'm looking. I'm looking at Manoa's, like you said, analytics. I'm looking at his analytics. <sighs> Security. Continue. If if you have if if Manoa starts five games, and each of those five games, the third he goes through an order three times, and every third time, stop batter, it. If 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 batters stop are hitting, it. if batters are hitting four hundred against stop him, stop it. If batters are hitting four hundred against <sighs> Manoa five times in that sixth game, are you going to start Manoa for those extra extra games? I want to know about the emotion of the game at that moment. If I walk out in the mountain, he's got a full-blown heart on. Keep pitching, Manoa. If he looks a little flaccid, better go to the bench. What about the in-game? Well, nobody talks about in-game anymore. So you look at the little numbers. Oh, gee. What about in that moment, Manoa's got that extra little juice, and he fucking gets trout out. And I'm going to take it this way. How many times in the World Series, Mr. Uh, uh, sorry, oh, Andrew, the, and we were talking about the, the Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay, yeah. They took the guy out. He was on a nice run. The numbers said, oh, well, baby. Brought I'm, the guy in whack. I'm with you there, but that's not going to be the difference between a guy getting to like 200 or 250 innings. Let's be real. Okay, but then, then I want you. If, if you're not, if you don't pitch 200 innings, how much money are these guys making? Did you see Verlander's no, contract? I, I'm just, I'm and just, he might not pitch 200 innings. That's insane. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, from, from, like, I, again, I know you, you don't like that converse, that, that part of baseball. I get it. But it's just like when you have it in front of you, and it's like it, for over like over a year, over a year span, if if they just allowed Manoa again to just continue pitching seven inning, seven innings a game, seven innings a game, doesn't matter what he does, he's just seven innings a game, and like he can do it. I I have no doubt in my mind Manoa could do that, and he could pitch 250 innings. It would not surprise me. 
But like, if every time the that the sixth inning comes around, the the seventh inning comes around, and he's struggling, and they're just like, they're like, no, he'll work out of it, and he doesn't work out of it, he struggles even more. Then I yank him. That's what I'm saying. Your manager, yeah. not the general manager. I don't want the general manager freaking running the team from the press box. I want my Sparky Anderson to go out there and look in the man's eyes and say, "Nah." But, the, but like that—that's the thing. Like, uh, yes, there are there are moments in the previous years where it's like the guy was rolling and they pull him, and they're like, "Why'd you pull him?" But there's also been times in the previous years where the guy, Pedro the Martinez, guy, the guy is shoving. He's doing phenomenal, and they're like, "We're gonna leave him," and then he gets lit up, and they lose the game. Okay. There's been many moments uh, okay. that, that way as well. Is, is it going the other way? So I'm going to go old school on this. I want the emotion of the game. What about the moment? Why do we watch sports? To get the moment. So my favorite moment is, remember a few years ago when Poolhouse hit the home run in Houston and the whole crowd got quiet because they took out the starter yeah. and they brought in the reliever. I forget which yeah. game it is. Remember, the place was going nuts because the Poolhouse goes out. They're going to World Series. And he, I'm still, I'm still on the ground laughing. I replayed that 17 times in a row because I could not. That's how sick I am, really. <laughs> so I love the fact, like that. You know that raucous crowd? Yeah. That's just losing their shit. They're losing their mind. Crack. Silence. I love that. And you know why they did it? Because that was a mano-to-mano thing. Maybe they should have left a starter in. I don't know. I'm just saying this is what I have a problem with. Because I'm older than you guys. No biggie. But the bottom line is I've watched, and I love baseball, which is maybe I made a mistake of not watching the World Baseball Classic. I just have trouble understanding that you're making this much money, but you're, you're, you only just perform. You know what I'm saying? At, yeah. At the end of the day, you're never going to be able to, to 100% please fans. Because there's always going to be some fans being like, if you take a picture out early, why did we take him out early? Like it doesn't make any sense. But if they if you leave a pitcher in, like any struggle, any and something happens, why did we leave him in too long? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, like, it's you, a double edged sword. It's a it's exactly it's a double edged sword. You're never going to be able to please both sides of of that argument. It's just it's just constantly going to be. Okay, so set. can we agree then that I want all five of my starters to pitch 200 innings? Am I asking for too much? You want Kikuchi to pitch 200 innings? If he's doing good, there's the if. There we go. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So I want I want it to play out on the field, not on a machine. We got we to move on, though. Okay. We're an hour in. We haven't even got to our baseball previews. Okay, so, so let's get to Okay, which means that we obviously have some good things to say. So anyway, we're talking about this. Um, we were talking about this pre-show. Yes. What are the expectations for the Toronto Blue Jays this year, guys? Nine, oh, 95 wins, yeah, somewhere around that ballpark. Wins. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm saying 95, but I'm saying let's go for the division win. Oh, 100%. You know what? I don't want to be in the plan now because now if we're looking at all teams in the American League East – we have the least holes. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. Now, now, one of the problems with us is, which, which I'm going to say, now, I don't want to contradict myself here, so I'm going to dance this really, really closely <laughs> about how I'm going to say this, is that part of the problem with the, the uh, Jays last year was their outfield defense was atrocious. Yep. yep. Let's cut to the Jays. Yep. So now we've got... Especially on the corners. Especially. Now, we've cleaned the corner. First of all, we're moving Springer over in the corner, so he'll be a little bit wear and tear. Yep. And he's a tremendous outfielder as it is. And we got the reconfigured dome. Yes. Okay. I, I, like, I don't know if you know, I worked down there as an usher. So, like, I was there on Wednesday, and I saw the dome. I saw the fence. It looked great. Okay, like, it, it looks it looks. But awesome. it's in 10 feet, though, isn't it? You honestly, like, you can't really tell the difference. It's, but it is physically, it, I've heard it's yeah, 10 it's, feet shorter. It, I don't it? know if it's 10, but, like, I know that you can, like, you know the walls are in more, yeah. but they're also 
way higher. Way higher, yeah. So okay. like it's like they brought it in, but they made it still high. Like yeah. so like even even if you hit a line drive like Vladdy's done multiple times at the Rogers Center, he might this, hit some this, off the this wall. This year he's hitting the top of the wall. It's not going over. So it doesn't matter if his doubles if he, if he has double the amount of doubles, yeah. I'm good with that. Yep. But my point being is this with the reconfiguration and the new outfield. I'm saying that perhaps maybe the pitchers are going to stay in a little bit longer because, for example, we're not going to have Gurriel out there yeah. on a fly ball taking three steps in. The ball's already going over his head, but his first two steps are coming in. So now what happens is now the, the runners move two bases. My pitcher's got to throw more pitches. You know what I mean? So now you're going to have a guy out there that's a competent outfielder and is going to turn that into a routine fly ball. That's going to be maybe 10 pitches less. That my pitcher's going to throw, which could add an inning onto his game. Agreed? Yep. Yep. 100%. So I'm saying now that I'm believing that we're going to see the starters go a little bit longer. Because sometimes what happens is this, is that sometimes Manoa got took, taken out of the game last year because I don't think Schneider read his emotion. Being this, sometimes Manoa's like got that, and he gets a little erratic. So they go, well, you know what? He might, let's go sit him down. And bring in the relief pitcher. And started remembering and Gozman a couple times last year because they looked around at the outfield. They're like, what the hell? You didn't catch goddamn Gos ball? Gosman was, in by advanced stats and just stats in general, he was the most unlucky pitcher in all in of baseball, baseball. I read year. that too. I he, heard that. He would have had a historic season last year. He would have won was, 20. If he wasn't the most unlucky starting pitcher in all of MLB. Yeah. Like, his, like I've seen those numbers too. Yeah. I was shocked. I went, what? The unearned runs. I think it was his FIP. His FIP. One of the stats, it was like three something. It was like ridiculous. And and the most what he had, in unearned runs that were against yeah. him that yeah. came up. Unearned yeah, runs in his stats. I crazy. went, whoa, what? That's what happened to the guy. Like you take half of those away. He's got four more wins. Yep. Which should to this year with these with this defense going on, I think that he should it should rise up. Don't you think the pitching? First of all, I think the ERA, whatever the the uh, the ERA team ERA was last year, I'm taking half a run off that right off, right off. We haven't played an inning. I'm taking a, I'm taking half a run off just yeah. on the defense alone. Yeah, it should be it, it should play out that way. Now, is that going to affect our offense? No. Mm, mm. We'll see. Uh, okay. I, I still think our offense is very good. I very do too. Good. So you, you got you basically got an all around player in Dalton Varsho, and you gave up Guriel, who was okay. So who, does this can this Varsho hit? Power. Can this guy hit? We're, okay. Well, this is one of the things we want to discuss. I hope you brought this table. We're going to talk about the Jays hitting lineup in a minute. Okay, but listen, this Varsho guy, can he hit? So he played in Arizona last year. Uh, and I looked at his numbers. He, he played. Uh. He played in Arizona last year. That park is like three times the size of the dome of the dome agreed if so they they put so there's a i think it's a it's called fan graph i can't remember what it, yeah. Yeah. Fan remember graph. What it is but you can basically overlay a player's season into any stadium they overlaid dalton varsho's season last year into the jay stadium he would have had almost 40 home runs that's what they're saying they said that we would have hit he, they said he would have hit like what he hit 240 something yeah, I also heard they said he would have hit almost two seventy. Never that was a yeah. jump to me. Never, any part, never you know what I'm saying, at, Mr. Yeah. Milani? That's a big jump. But Fangraph said he would hit what two sixty something. It was crazy. So it's it's just like he played in a ballpark that was not hitters friendly, and he still managed almost thirty home runs. Agreed. That is amazing to do, especially in your second big league season. And he's a lefty coming into a Jays, a very right-handed heavy 
Jay's lineup, and that's going to be a big key. Huge, huge. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. But here's the other thing about him. I haven't seen him hitting the dome yet, so it's going to be nervous because I thought that Chapman was going to get 40 last year, remember? And I kept telling you to kind of... Yeah, like... I was going, I said Chapman for 40, and I'm going this year for 40. Nah. I don't think he was 40. I think he was 32. That's I think it's 30. I'd okay, so we'll bet a beer. Over 35, you guys buy a beer. Under 35, I buy a beer. Sure. Well, my I'll, guy, I'll well, 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 okay, okay we'll go that because he's going he's gonna to hit 40. Because I think part of the reason last year is like he was a little bit um, overplaying. Like, you know, when you come in and you really want to be that guy. So yeah. I think it might be more settled. He's more comfortable. He did say you know, he did say that, like, when he came into spring training, he didn't get a full spring training with the team because he, yeah. he got traded midway through. Yeah, and all that. And so, it was also a shortened one as well. So he's like, I didn't get much reps with the team. I didn't feel so. He's now he's comfortable yeah. and he's the best. For, and, and, and the biggest crime last year is how he did not get a gold glove. And Vladdy did. <laughs> How did that happen? I'm still shocked. I mean, how did that? How did like, that? The I second think, night of the season is a, a gold, Vladdy gold glove, like bobblehead giveaway. And I'm like, oh, like, fuck, like that happened. I think Vladdy, I'm going to get one of those because he's never getting another gold glove. No, I never say never. I think he was never. the best defensive first baseman. How, Cha what? how Chapman didn't win gold glove at third. Yeah, that's ridiculous. His analytics were good, that's, that's though. Ridiculous. And no, that's but, what a lot of people look at. Yeah, I know. And so screw analytics. Because, okay, I'm just saying. Okay, I'm just saying. Okay, but anyway, back to my favorite subject, analytics. Fuck that. Anyways, I'm just saying Chapman all around. I think he should be an all-star this year. I think he's going to hit 270. He's going to be more comfortable in the lineup because this is where wow. we're going to go to. I don't, think he, I don't think he's going to hit for average. I, 270. I'm giving him Oof. 270 because of the big wall. Because those fly balls will now hit the wall. I'm going to give him that. But I think he's going to hit below 250. Okay, Mr. Milani, give us your lineup. Give us your, your – who do you think you're going to hit? We want to hear – I want to see this Mr. Analytics lineup all the way from Maple. <laughs> Leading off right fielder, George Springer. I'll take it. Batting second, first baseman, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I believe he should play your best hitter in the two-hole. Wow, okay. Analytically, I know you love this. Your best hitters are in two and four. Batting third, catcher, Alejandro Kirk. Batting fourth, second baseman, Bo Bichette. Second baseman, I heard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> second baseman, This isn't is our realistic loving, lineup. I'm this loving. is our ideal lineup. Okay, I like part of this. Go. Batting fifth, DH, Brandon Belt. Uh, keep going. Batting sixth, third baseman, Chapman. Chapman, okay. Batting seventh, left fielder, Dal Dalton Varsho. Batting eighth, shortstop, Santiago Espinal. And batting ninth, the center fielder, Kevin Kiermeyer. Okay, I'm I, I, I like a lot of that. Because number one is I didn't hear that Murrayfield guy's name. So he, I'm him, with him that. and Bijou are my uh, pinch hitters. Okay, we're They're coming my in. first okay. guys off the bench. Okay, so I'm 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 I have a little problem with this. I think Bo is not I don't like him as a cleanup hitter. You can't. Uh, you, I'm not. Don't think of it like a, as a cleanup paper. You want, you want you want balance throughout the lineup, okay, right? Okay. So I want. I, so what I would do is I would still want a bunch at the top because if Vladdy doesn't get a hit, Bo does. So I kind of like. I'd like both of them. I, I would. I would prefer. He batted really well in the four hole last year, though. Don't forget at, at that stretch. And then he had the good power too. But I'm still going. I'm. I'm thinking. I'm predicting somewhere along the line that Chapman's going to end up in the in the cleanup spot for a while. I really do. I think his, his power is going to do there, and then we're going to have the, we're going to have the Springer, Bichette, Vladdy, Chapman. Because uh, then I want Kirk hitting fifth. Because guess what? I don't like his speed. Or Jansen's going to be in there. Because I think they're going to play. The rap bats are going to be pretty close. Kirk's Jansen's not really play, a power guy, though. That's the thing. But he'll, but he, he'll get on. So I'll take him fifth. Because okay. yeah. he's going to protect whoever is the uh, the the um, whoever is going to be hitting fourth. He's going to be the, the fifth bat to protect the. Uh, 
protect him in the lineup, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that means Jansen's going to have to pitch too. I mean, he's going to have to play some games too. Because I, I'm fine with him. Was that? I'm fine with him in the lineup. Okay, so where would you put him on the days that he's in? Like, I'm saying if he's bottom, he's like eighth or ninth. I would say. Okay, me too. Yeah. So when Danny I'm, Jan- I'm saying Dan Jansen eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. But then I want Kurt. Like, okay, who's starting the pit? Okay, who's catching today? If Kurt's catching today, I want him in top five. If Jansen's pitching today, I mean catching, catching. today, I want him in eighth or ninth. Just because I think that uh, Kirk has better back control, number one. You know what I mean? Kirk, He's going to be Kirk more practical. Kirk is a better, has a better eye. Jansen has better power. Agreed. So that's what I'm saying. So I know that my on-base percentage with Kirk is going to protect me in the batting order. Mm. And I don't think Jansen is going to have that. He's going to have the power, but I don't think he's going to have the back control to protect the guy in the lineup that I want to be protected. But I'm saying outstanding call here, Andrew. You put Espinal at shortstop and put him in that lineup. He's my the guy. house that happens. Bro, we're going to say this for a year. We're screaming. We want Espinal as a starter. And if he gets traded in the next week to the Dodgers, the Dodgers, I'm going to lose my shit because I'm not trusting Merrifield as a solid second baseman. That's going to take away from our no. defense. Now, his analytics, I just read, his, his projection right here in this book I have right here has projected him to be, he's enough reps to be the fan graph, guys. Yeah. They projected him to have enough reps to be a above-average second baseman on a defensive t- team. I like Pichette moving over at second base. I agree. He's more <laughs> a natural second baseman. We've oh, been saying 100%. that for how long? Yeah. How long? But is his ego going to do it now? Doubt it. Because I think he, I think, it. I think he's got a little bit more ego than we realized. Oh, I think he's got a lot more ego than we than we realized. A, a great, but you know what? One thing that he did, he he's on the forefront of getting rid of the home run jacket. Mm. He's he's been responsible for getting that. By, out of there. by the way, do you hear Pittsburgh asked the Jays permission if they could use that this year? Really? Yeah. Oh, because they well they're well, they're, they're garbage anyway, so, so they need something yeah. to do it. I think what's happening in Zach, you might because you're down there at the dome and you're ushering whatever the case may be is. I think that they wanted to take a little of that Latin American spirit out of the they no the, the dressing room. They, like they, I don't yeah. want to have no disrespect to Latin American players, but I've also heard a number from the fan graph or whatever is that sometimes when you have too much Latino in your dressing room, you do not win the World Series. It was it was more the, the big thing around the clubhouse that I heard and on Twitter what I heard it was that the the smiling, laughing around, having fun while losing games. Yeah, and this is not like the the attitude of not really taking it as serious as they probably could have was the big the big factor. And it's like it's like I'll never I'll, I don't hate Teoscar, I don't hate Lourdes. Neither like, do I. They're great players, but it's like. There, there's guys out there, and the guys we got are better. Like Dolan yeah. Varsho is better than is better than. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Remember, you, okay, remember. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. Before you say that, I'm gonna say better in what way? Because I'm gonna say this: if both of those guys go to the other teams and they hit 300 and get 30 home runs, you're gonna be shocked. No. No. Okay, it's their defense yeah. that we were, were that was concerned me. Like they were, they were so terrible. I would have kept one of them for DH. Like I was hoping we'd get. I thought they, they would keep yeah. one. I thought I, they'd keep I don't one think... and make them make them more of a DH, so we'd have that steady DH. Because now our DH is going to be by committee, obviously, right? Yeah. I mean, they got Brandon Belt, but I don't want him. I don't. I think he's past his best before dates. I want. I want him in the lineup almost every other day with Vlad. Yeah. I want Belt starting almost almost. Like nearly every game. If this was three or four years ago, nope, I want him now. now. Wow. Okay, we're gonna see. That's gonna play out. Well, that's gonna so, play out in the. So he's season. gonna bounce back. I love the guy as a player. I really did when we got him. I used to love. I, he, he was on my fantasy team a couple years ago. He's so hitting. He's hitting in a in a very friendly ballpark after playing in a in a ballpark in San Francisco that had the deepest right field. Agreed. 
and he's he's now going to be he he also has a phenomenal eye at the plate. Agreed. So is he going to hit thirty here? I think I think he can hit twenty five minimum. Okay, so let's look at our lineup. We should have all kinds of power because you're going to expect forty from Vlad. I'm calling forty from Chapman. You're calling twenty five to to thirty for um, Belt. You're going to get thirty from Bichette this year. Okay, so who else we got in the lineup that's going to hit? Jansen's going to hit twenty if he plays on a regular basis. Agreed. Yeah, Jansen Jansen should mm -hmm. play regularly. With okay, so he's going to hit. So is Varsho? You're saying now with all his power, you're telling me he's going to be twenty five or thirty in the. I think he's going to hit thirty. He's going to hit thirty. That's so. That means we should lead the league in home runs. They they did it. They do it almost every other year. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying with the power. So now. We got to look at why they're going to win the division because we look at the other teams. Well, hold on, we got we what, we didn't get your lineups. What's that? Yeah, we only did Oh, mines. okay, that's okay. So here's my lineup that I wanted. Okay, I, I'm going to leave Springer at the top. Yeah. I want Bo at second. I want uh, Vladdy at third. Now I'm going to be jumping up in the air and contradicting myself. I would like to start the season right off with Chapman saying you're going to be our power hitting third baseman in the DH hole. So he's going to get fourth. Then I want Kirk on the days that he's pitching. Yep. I want him to be the fifth. Okay, now, if he's not playing and Jansen's going to be in there, then I want it to be one of our new guys. Because I think uh, one of our new outfielders, I want to give him the confidence to move up in the lineup. So Varsho you're putting as your fifth then. Uh, um, yeah, I want to give him the chance. Because I want to give these uh, guys the confidence. If they're going to be coming to our... Uh, coming to the Dome now, which is a hitter's park, and we're going to give them the chance, why should they hit ninth? However, I do want Espinal as my ninth every day because I want him to be like our second leadoff guy. You know what I'm mm. saying? So, okay. You know what I mean? So when we come down, so we have that inning and it's all of a sudden we got the ninth hitter. Who is our ninth hitter? I want Espinal to be there because I want him to be a starter. Okay, yeah. am I missing anybody? That's my whole lineup right there. Because, uh, I mean, what's his so who, who are you DHing? Who am I DHing? Yeah. Well, we got to get Belt in Belt. there someday. But, however, when Jazz is not playing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it this way. Because the, of, the, of the movable lineup, as, our, or as the famous Stephen A. line is, let's keep this thing fluid. Yeah. In this manner, if Belt is doing the job that you guys are telling me, because I think he should be the DH too, and I think that Belt should get a few days like the rest on second baseman, so he'll get in there, so his glove will be able to use. Because once upon a time, Belt was almost a gold glove yep. infielder. Yeah. So we're going to forget about his defense? I'm more, I'm more on his defense than Merrifield's defense. But what do we do with Merrifield? Well, I, I, like, I think Merrifield's kind of got to be like a bench kind of slash rotation but guy. But Bijo you know? too. Because what are we going to do with Bijo this year, guys? Yeah, exactly. This is, he, isn't this a shit to get off the pots here for him? And he's looked great in spring training, by he's, the way. He's, he's their super utility. He's, yeah. gonna, he's basically going to be playing every day, but a different position every day. Yeah. Okay, and and that's, that's why I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, too, so I'm saying Merrifield, then I'm saying Merrifield should be in the same position, not start off the season. He's our starting second baseman. I'm nervous I, already. I think, I think yeah. he should be starting second baseman. Do you? Yeah. Really? So, S, I, I don't – I like Espinal. Don't get me wrong. I love Espinal. I think he's a great defensive guy. Merrifield is better in the sense of, like, just pure bat to ball skill and getting on base and reading and reading and reading pitchers for stolen bases. Okay, so since he won, led the league in hits, I'm going to go to analytics. He's been trailing down. You check. Remember, he led the league in hits in what? 2020. Yeah, something like that. Okay, 2020, 2021, and 2022. The graft has gone down on the guy. He's also played on a team where he's been the best player, so pitchers attack him more than they attack anybody else in the lineup. I'll give you that. So when they get him on the lineup every day, and so where are you putting him in the lineup then? Where so would he be my in lineup, lineup is okay. Springer, Guerrero, Bo, Belt, Kirk, Varsho, 
Chapman, Witt, Kiermaier. Really? I have Chapman that deep in the lineup? I have you. I put him down there because so you look at it. You're four. You're four five. You have or you have Belt Kirk. So you have those two guys. Those are two are almost automatic on base machines, either walking or getting a hit. That's how I see that. You have Varsho who who can either hit a he'll either hit a bomb, get on base, whatever, or strike out, or strike out. But then you go to Chapman. You still have two guys on base. So you're like this. This lineup is so deep in the sense of you can really start anybody from seven, like one to seven, maybe besides one, because Springer will always be leadoff. Yeah. From like yeah. two, two to seven, realistically, like you can flip flop anybody. Obviously, you want to keep Bo and Vlad towards the top of that. Always. But I think from from two to seven, those guys, like you can you can have a different lineup almost every day, and and having the bottom two as Wit and Kiermaier, two guys who are like. Uh, the sneakiest when it comes to getting on base and that, that have this craziest speed. Like, like Merrifield already said this year, like, because of the, the, the pickoff rule, he's like, I'm going to be manipulating the hell out of it. It was stolen bases. Track, we're going to admit, track me. Like, track me by June, guys. Yep. Track me well, by June. Well, look at stolen bases. We haven't had, had, we haven't had, like, big stolen bases numbers since, like, Ricky Henderson. Never. Seems like. Never. Agreed. Like, like they're, and, like, the fact that it's starting to get back to that now, I'm excited because Merrifield says, he's like, I want to aim for 30. And then you have Kiermaier there, who's already he's done it multiple times. Yeah, we know he has the speed. So we're going to so, speed up the game, make so you, everybody watch yeah. more. We're going to get more eyeballs on people under thirty watching the game because they're speeding it up. I think that's the theory, is it? Oh well, that's I don't think that's a theory. I think that's fact. That's what's happening. <laughs> I th- like like I said, the, the rule oh, with all the rule changes, I think it it appeals to the casuals, yes. but it also appeals to the deep diehard baseball fans in the sense of yeah, there's different aspects of the game to think about now when you're playing. And like it's always watching, a cerebral game. I'll give you that. Like it's it's a chess match. And Agreed. I, I, I you know one thing I don't like. I agree. And it's always a chess match. I'm glad you brought that up. That's why baseball's always been my favorite sport. But I'm gonna tell you one thing about baseball that kind of irks me. They don't give a shit about guys like me. I'm gonna tell you why. Cause I'm gonna watch anyway. Yep. So they got me. That's what kind of irritates me as an old man. Because I I'm gonna I love baseball. I'm gonna watch every game. I know that. So they don't give a shit about me. They don't, they, uh, get, 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 give him some milk. Sit in the corner over there. He's gonna watch the game. He's just gonna be bitching when they pull the pitcher too soon. And guess what? I'm gonna be bitching when they pull the pitcher too soon. <laughs> <laughs> you know now, what I'm saying? We're, we're approaching the hour and a half mark, so I just wanna get some quick questions. We'll just kinda go rapid okay. fire through the rest. Uh, Jay's rotation, how are we feeling? The starting rotation. I think one of the, it'll be one of the best by the end of the year. I th- I'm, I'm hoping it is too, and that's why I say we have to win the division because if you look at every rotation in the American League East, they're all flawed. Every one of them. Like, Boston's yeah. going to come out with who? Kluber and Sale is their top two? Ooh. <laughs> oh, well, well, we oh. talked about this in our pre-show meeting. Like, the top three pitchers on Boston all on the wrong side of 30. Uh, right off the bat. Yeah. I know. And then who's the opening day pitcher for Baltimore? Kyle Gibson. Oh, oh, gee, he's been a Cy Young uh-huh. candidate how many times? <laughs> yep. Okay, like that, that. I love that answer, guys. Now let's move on to Tampa Bay. What did they do for their rotation? They'll have, they'll, have, they'll be, the Tampa has the, the, like, they could be the best rotation. Like, they have a Do you really of, think so? They have a certain. Did the guy get hurt? 
They have a certified ace in McClanahan. Oh, I, gimme. McClan- that's a gimme. That's McCl- a gimme. McClanahan, I, I love I'm sorry. McClanahan is better than Manoa and Gosman. Oh, security. Wait a second here. I'm a Jay Stan. I'm a Jay Stan. He gets sheltered, though. But McClanahan is a great pitcher. Oh, I think he's great, too. And I think Rasmussen's good, too. But I think Manoa's going to be above all of them. I'm calling Manoa this. He's going to win. He didn't win the Cy Young last year. He's winning it this year. Well, McClanahan was also. McClanahan would have won the Cy Young last year if he didn't get hurt. Maybe. He had a winning team. He was on a run there. Well, we'll see now. Yeah. We're seeing right now because you see what I'm saying. Every year it goes on. Yeah. Either like in the history of baseball, as you can see, it either goes up or down. That's why I'm worried about Merrifield. I'm seeing like sometimes and Belt. I love Belt, but I mean, are they on the wrong side or are they on the decline? That's we'll what see. I'm worried about. They're so surrounded, I'm saying, they're, they're surrounded they by young guys too, so it's like they like the re, you get rejuvenized easily. Uh, that's I will thank you very much. That's what I love about the Blue Jays lineup is the balance of old to new. And not taking, like, the, the, the fun part out of the game, let's take it serious. Yeah. yeah. That, and we, here's a key to us that nobody's talking about. We got Don Mattingly sitting in the, on the That's bench. huge. Yeah. That is huge. I think so, too. You know what I mean? So, we are projecting the Jays to win the division then, correct? Yes. I, and I, I, the I only thing that worries things. me about the rotation is Barrios. Oh. He has not had a great spring. What about Gucci? Oh, no, no, no. We, we, so has he had a better? So, the thing with Barrios and the, like, people really over-exaggerate his WBC start. But I'm not so it, much worried about that. So, so, in, so he's been, he's been good in, in spring training because he's changing how he's approaching hitters. And I think that's what he needs to do. He needs to stop relying on his fastball, use his sinker and his slurve more. 100%. He, use, he uses that combo more, 100%. and that's what Pete Walker is telling him to do. Okay. So, are, so they, Pete, are they speaking the same language this year? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so the big thing in the WBC game for Barrios was that he was using his fastball, and he was going in on hitters. And, like, Pete Walker watching the game, like, he even said, basically, he was saying, like, what the, like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Like, that's not the game plan. So, it's like, yeah. like Yachty the calling the game for Barrios, and then um, Christian Vasquez behind the plate calling the pitches. It was just wasn't what Barrios was working on. So, he's like... That's not him. I th- I think I I think the Jays have probably could have one of the best rotations by the end of the year. I'm hoping we got a we got the sixth guy too that he can come yeah. and start because if Gucci doesn't start, what's his name? The guy that we picked up if he doesn't um, Mitch White. Yeah, he like, no. I don't think it's going to be White. I think it's going to be what's his name? Oh, he start- Zach Thompson as well. Yeah, that they're going to be in there. But I think the key the key to to me personally that I think what's going to make our, our rotation is this. Sometimes the, the this thing about closers, they're great one year, and we don't know what's going to happen the next year. Oh, it's going to get into that next. Okay, go ahead. Well, <laughs> is, is Romano going to be the, pitch, the closing pitcher by game 162? I don't think he should, but he's going to be. But we got – that's why I'm saying the key to our year is that we picked up Swanson. <laughs> I don't I – don't, yes. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Swanson, is, I think, is our wild card because maybe by the end of the year, he's going to be the guy that's closing. I think it might, I think it might happen. You I do too. Like I love Romano, but like, me too. If he goes through another bad stretch again, like he did last year, yeah. I think they're gonna yank him. I do too. But I mean, you know what? We got Garcia in there too, and and a, a couple of these other guys. They have like a good bullpen. The, yes, the, the, key, I, the key thing with the Jays this year is they got depth. Yeah, yes. and they have a lot of it this time yes. in pitching. Last year of, yes. they didn't, which yes. is a lot of the, something that a lot of American League East teams cannot say. That's why I'm look going. At the, to, look at the Yankees. They have oh, Garrett Cole right now, and that's it. The rest of their starting rotation is out. Yeah, it's, it's pretty well. And Baltimore's got two kids. No, Baltimore's going to be scary. Baltimore's going to be a very. I don't know. Scary. I, don't, I don't know if they have the pitching though. That's what I'm saying. Offensively, they, 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 yeah. 
I think offensively, Baltimore is going to be there, and their their parks reconfigured, so they're they're going to they're working around their defense. Yeah. And what I'm always saying is that you got to Tampa Bay just seems to show up every year. Tampa Bay breeds pitching. Yeah, so I'm saying yeah. they but show like, up Balt- every Baltimore year. Baltimore also last year didn't have like a solid squad, but like their no. pitchers were still fairly good. Yeah, but they lost what's who they lead? They lost a guy. Was it Bundy or somebody? They lost somebody. That I thought that, that they was a couple lost. years ago. But they no, also no, have no. the number one. They have the number one pitching pitching prospect, in Grayson start, Rodriguez, yeah, yeah, and he's that, starting the majors. And he's starting this year. They also have, they also get a full year of their closer, Felix Bautista, yeah. who was disgusting. Yes. Okay. Not, so, that's I mean, what like, I'm looking that's at. What I'm saying. Like I think Baltimore is a huge wild card. Like Me they, too. They, they, I think, I think I they're going to be them. over 500. They're baking. Oh, they will be playoff, over 500. With, yeah. with expanded playoffs, they they're going to be a good contender. They're a sleeper. To make it they're in. a sleeper yeah. to make it. Yeah. I'm this saying is, they're way over Boston. Is, yeah. Like I'm Boston's, more scared. Boston's not going to be close. I think Boston's my pick for dead last in the division. Wow. Good because you know what? I'm more scared of Baltimore this year than I'm scared of Boston. Especially I'm not scared of Boston at all. No, okay, good, good. We'll say that because I hate those guys so much, and uh, I'm not uh, worried about the Yankees. We've had this conversation. I, I hate the Red Sox more than I hate the Yankees. Okay, that's probably, probably, and that's a lot of hate in the house. Yes. Trust me, that's a lot of hate. But the bottom line is, I'm, I'm saying that the Blue Jays got to win the division this year. This is the best year for them. Yes, man. win division. They're, they're I'm saying not. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying wild card, not play in. I'm saying if we, uh, barring injuries. Yes, barring yes. injuries, I think even with injuries, they're set right now with how much depth they have, even in their field in their position. Like their per- position, perhaps maybe, like but handle, I'm okay. Then it's going to break down to this. You always take this season one and then twenty game segments. They say you 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 judge your team in twenty game segments. I want to see what the Brian like. I'm not worried about a lot of guys, but I want to see what Brandon Belt's doing. I want to see what Merrifield's doing, and I want to see Varsho. Those are the three main guys. I want to see what they're doing after twenty games. Now, if they're all hitting two hundred and they're like getting. Making contact, whatever. We'll talk about that. However, those three guys are going to be huge because you already got Belt in as our DH. Me too. Yeah, you guys got him in as DH. So that's making me nervous. I love the guy. I love the guy then. You know what I mean? How old is he now? Pushing uh, 35. I have the he? fan graphs page open. Let me. He's 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 getting up there, and he's got miles on him from all those years in yeah. San Fran that they played all those extra games. He's 30. He's gonna be 35. Yeah. See, you know what it's I mean. And that's year, still that's still 35. Though. He still be very productive at 35. Yeah. I'm just saying the the miles on the guy. Look at look at Nelson Cruz. Hit, he's 40. <laughs> Yeah, but Nelson, he's an uh, he's an outlier. He's an outlier. He's an outlier. I just want to say that the house that happens, can we uh, emphatically declare that if Toronto Blue Jays do not win the division, it's a failure? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's more a failure if they don't make playoffs. Oh, I oh, well, they, they, division, they don't make that. That's a divi- disaster. Division, division's a tough one. I think this is the best year they they have to win the division. But that's like what I'm look, saying. Look at last, look at last year 15. with the Yankees. Like the Jays were supposed to win the division last year. Yeah, but and we had Yankees, some injuries and we had a couple of little. Yeah, yeah, but but the Yankees also won a historic amount of games in the first half exactly. of the season. Uh, agree. So like anything can happen in a season. But like again, I think the Jays have the best chance to win the division this year. I don't think it's a failure if they don't. But I think it's a failure if they don't make playoffs. Oh, 100%. But I say the division, because here's what we had to go into last year. And one of the question marks of last year was the outfield defense. Yeah. And guess what? It was realized. Hence the reason Gozman and the bad luck. And all those other little numbers out there, the extra pitches that guys had to throw yeah. because the outfielders were doing insane things. So I'm just saying, I hope we didn't compromise our offense too much for defense. Because the defense was going to prove our ERA, ERA 100%. Yeah. But at the, I think we got enough bats. We'll see with Belt. You know what, you were, what sure. we were saying there, Mr. Milani? Uh, I was just going to say we're like at the hour and a half mark. Okay. So, I mean, we should probably wrap up baseball. I don't think we're going to okay. get to NBA, uh, NFL, or 
March Madness. But. Okay, well, okay, really, really quick before we're going to say one thing. We have to say one thing about March Madness in this respect. This is the first time a number one will not go to the Final Four in how many years? Oh, man. So does that Crazy. make it a better? It's going to be a good final. Okay, it's so does this make ending. it a better tournament because we don't have a number one? I mean, I, I think it's it doesn't you don't need a number one to go deep. I've always said that yeah. ever in my whole because I'm a, I'm a junkie on this. I don't even know Zach. I took the first two days off work. That's how much of a merch. <laughs> I, well, I think it's just, just fun. You know, it's just, I think it's gonna it, be a fun that, tournament to watch. Well, out. the whole point of it, it's it's madness. Like it's you don't madness. like a number one could get knocked out any time. You know, like that's the whole draw of the tournament. Upsets like, happen. I still have two of a, my if, final four staying. I'm just saying I'm tremendously disappointed at Alabama, but America's yes. glad. I'm totally glad. America's glad because the whole gangster X aspect oh, yeah. and that kid had the worst game of the year last night and that's about the madness is you have one bad game you go home you're done you're done so I'm going to say that the other thing that really do because we've, the two topics we want to get in the end is one is this what about the Lamar we have to bring up the Lamar Jackson situation what is going on is that collusion uh, oh, I mean, it very well could be. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the NFL. I, w- I would point a finger at the NFL for collusion before with Colin Kaepernick. So, oh, that's a complete, complete collusion. There you it, go. it cannot be denied. But they just said he wasn't good enough. You, you, you can have reasons to dodge the, the Kaepernick thing. Yeah. They get up, you, get up, they, you know, you bring in your Jewish lawyer and you just prove why he couldn't play. Oh, he wasn't a starter anymore. Blah 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 blah. Even though me and you could prove why that was bullshit. But hundred yeah. percent, we're gonna go there. But Lamar Jackson is arguably top five quarterback in the NFL right now. Yep. Yeah. Nobody's offering a guy a contract. Nobody. That's nobody. Wait a sec. Did I say nobody? <laughs> Come on, it's Lamar Jackson. I'm gonna tell you why. It doesn't make sense. Because the whore master got the bag. You know what I mean, Deshaun, Deshaun. Watson. The whoremaster got the bag in in Cleveland. You know how much you know how much the NFL owners are chastising the Haslam's now in Cleveland. When they come in the room, they spit on the ground when they look at these guys coming in because how much they've disrupted the um, the pay scale yeah. for quarterbacks. And oh, Joe Burrow's coming in. Up. Oh, huge! They fucked it up. Huge! And now Lamar, like uh, Lamar, if you get 150 million guaranteed, I think that's a pretty good bag. Sure. You know? Yeah. And he wants the 200, 200 million. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, he should get. I hope he gets it. Okay. Like he's, he deserves it. Okay. So I'm be, a Lamar fan. So okay. We've got two things to deal with before we go. And we're going to deal also, with. Also, quick shout out uh, Formula One. Sergio oh. Perez winning Saudi Arabia. Thank you very much. By the way, yeah. the house that happens, we will keep you on the F1 forefront for the whole year. Will we not? Yes. And then Alonzo, uh, they tried to take away his podium. They couldn't. They couldn't do it. I love that. We're, we're big Alonzo fans in the yes. house that happens, but can I say one thing about F1 that really that we're going to talk about all season and you have to is the persona of Max. You got to love this guy. You see him? Love him. He shook the other guy's hands like you took one of my wins. I gave that to you. You better savor this one because I, we're not doing this again. You see in his face, yeah. he had that shake, like, you know, and, and, and you see his dad. You brought up his dad. Look at yes. like that. Smoke up. Well, you took that away from my boy. You're a team. Isn't that one a team? Yep. But obviously, he's like the alpha dog. He could be the alpha dog of F1. Max? Yeah. I think he is. The alpha dog yeah. of F1. So, big shout out to but, that. Yeah, I also want to point out, it uh, looks like we're going to have four competitive cars this year, which yes. is great to see. And yes. boy, oh, boy, does McLaren just look like a fucking... Oh, atrocious disaster this year. And they were supposed to make the move up, eh? It's only two races. I never though. completely bought that. No, but they're they're way. It's even they're the looking back. Preseason, they said they were they were going to be bad. Uh, <laughs> they, no, were, they, they weren't. Worse. Being, they were. Uh, and they're wasting good drivers. I think. 
Great drivers. I think they got good drivers. Lando and Oscar are both fantastic. I think they're great drivers. They're wasting a year of these guys because that's how good they are. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. But anyways, at the house, we love it. I want to tell you, Andrew got me on this tip. A year ago, I didn't even know who Alonzo was. A year ago, I was making, oh, they just drive around yeah, in circles. Circle. Now I'm like, I'm calling NASCAR ghetto. Get that shit off. <laughs> Get that ghetto stuff off, please. You know what I mean? That's how far I've gone. But that's the beauty of sports. That's what it does to you. You know what I mean? If you discover like that competition, like I watch games of competition, when you actually realize the breadth and depth of competition in F1, I call. I, I text him. Hey, Andrew. I PVR'd. I PVR'd. <laughs> what do you? I've never what? been so proud of cruise in my life. <laughs> I, 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 I tell him go. I put it on the PVR because that's PBR how much. PVR and F1. But, but F1. You know what I mean? That's what it means to me. But anything else we're missing before we get to our final things uh, here? I think we each have a rant that we okay, want to well, get I'm gonna, to. I, okay. Before we started, really quickly, I'm going to name out four guys. You know what I mean, Zach? Andrew. I'm going to name out four guys that play professional sports. Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. Daryl Sittler. Yes. Charles Barkley. Mm -hmm. And Barry Sanders. I know exactly where you're going with this. Tell me where I'm going with this. They have each never won a championship. That's where I want to begin. Okay, but here's why I'm bringing it up. Did you hear Damon, Damian uh, Lillard on the Jay Reddick show, Jay, Jay Reddick podcast this week? He said something to me that is so vital about the history of competition that, and I thought a, bit, a couple of talking heads, including Stephen A., Blew this off. Is that what what uh, Dame uh, Dime Day said? This does nobody respect my career for the journey that I'm taking because I want to win a championship in Portland. So I come out every day, every night, and sometimes I'm the highlight reel. I'm playing as hard as I can. When you get to the end of the journey, oh, I didn't lose. So my career doesn't going to mean anything because I didn't win a championship. And I went, oh, wait a second. I take Dime Dave on my uh, Dame on my team any minute. So when we got this hype about, he says, coming in the ring, it's all about the rings. Chase the team. What about if you just want to play your goddamn ass off and you don't win? Does that make you any less? Absolutely not. No. Thank you. I want to know where we stand in the house that happens because we got, like, LeBron haters because he's chasing rings. Now, What's Durant doing? What's Kyrie doing? Well, you know what I mean? Jumping to teams to make the super team? So I want to ask you this. Like, who was the one that kind of, like, broke this in a way was it is it the michael jordan that kind of made it all about championships do you think um i think any sport that you play when you start the season i want to win i think it's always just kind of been naturally about championships it has but i mean now but but, but like now it's like a, like a dick measuring contest like i won exactly. five i won six you know exactly. i think i would put that back on jordan I more media I, that i think that goes back to jordan oh it started with jordan yeah. and then jeter and and jeter with the yanks yep. that, that started going i also there. think it's media comparing guys who win sure. championships to people who don't okay so but my thing is where i'm with, with where i'm with lillard on this is that I, what does Tom Brady say? And I, okay, okay, just he's the outlier with all, all his rings and that. But what does Brady say at the beginning of every season? It's about the what? The journey. You hope the journey takes you to a championship. But do you dismiss the season? If you played your ass off and you got right there, like for example, um, Jalen um, Hurts on uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Look season. at his stature right now. Are you thinking any less or any more of him because of this season? His journey tells yep. me he now could be a top 10 quarterback, even though he didn't get the ring, correct? Yeah. So my point is this. I'm not disrespecting the, 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 the regular season. The reason I picked up those four guys in particular is one. I think Ken Griffey is the greatest center fielder of all time. All time. I, will I think put him, so, too. I will take Griffey as all time, okay? 
Charles Barkley is the epitome of hardcore basketball player. I seen Barkley play in his prime. This guy came out every night and he didn't jump on another team. Why? He wanted to beat who? He wanted to beat Jordan. You know what I mean? I don't have to say anything about Barry Sanders. <laughs> and I'm a, and if you know this, Your I'm Lions a disciple guy. of the Detroit Lions. So let's not say anything about Barry Sanders. Just go check on YouTube. Hit the Barry Sanders highlight film. Yeah. I mean, you guys, he's never made. And, and you know what I wanted to acquiesce a bit to? And this is to my good friend, Mr. Milani, Daryl Sittler. I found it interesting that you chose him. The reason I chose him is because I always thought, you know, the reason is not because I'm here is that Daryl Sittler was probably one of the best players in the league. Who was playing in the league at the same time as him? Oh, Gila Fleur. Bobby Orr. Dennis Dennis Ah, Look at the guys that were playing there. But every year, Sittler left his jersey on the, when he was over, Sittler gave you every ounce that he could get. (laughs) I'm telling you, go back and look at his numbers. Oh, I, I you know, have. Okay, well, there you know. So you would know, like, this this Sittler guy is one of the greatest athletes in the history of Toronto sports. And he has probably an unbreakable record. Oh, yeah. That, one of the most well, impressive, and, and the, the game, 10-point game. Oh, that, I watched that game live that time. It was insane. He, he couldn't do no wrong. And Turnbull uh, put the period on the sentence for him for scoring because he got the assist. Yeah. But my point is, is that I'm shouting out to Damian Lillard right now that I'm watching games because I am watching the journey. I'm watching how we got there. Look at March Madness right now. We talked about Alabama all this time. How does their journey end up? Lost in the Sweet 16. There you go. And we were talking about these guys are a shoe-in to win it all, and look what happened on the journey. So I want a big big shout-out to Damian Lillard on this factor. We at the house that happens, we respect your journey. We want to win the ring. Yep. We want to win the ring, but sometimes it just doesn't go your way well there's 29 losers in the nba every year right oh i hate that word no well it's true well and in the wise words if you're not first you're last ricky bobby (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly exactly we can never never forget that can we you know what i mean and it's so true whoever remembers who comes in second place exactly Uh, and i'm gonna end this on this because i hated this guy with a passion and I hated this team with a passion. But the besides Charles Barkley, the number two guy that's looked at that way is Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like he his like if you see Marino play in his day, huh, come on. And Dan Fouts is another one, but Marino even more because he just broke the game over wide open. Yep. And I hated Marino. But I have to respect the fact that sure. the guy he still has to be considered one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Well, he, we did our top ten list. He was on there. Yeah, he he, he had to make it. But again, why do we don't talk about Marino as much? Because he didn't, he didn't win a ring. So guess what? Trent Dilfer has won just as many rings as a cheesehead guy. And I want to say one thing I'm proud of, too, at the house that happens. We didn't even bring his name up. And I'm not. And we know who we're talking about, don't we, we bro? Do, we we do. know he's talking don't, about. Don't, hey, listen. Don't as a, say as his a name now. As a cheesehead right now, Don't okay? say it. Don't say it. Because we have not said it. I won't say it. it. I just, you. All I say is I just want one pick. That's it. Just give me a pick. <laughs> that's all I'll say. Give, give, or give me a first and a second. I don't care. I just want something. There we okay, go. I want this to be all, over. That's okay. That's so good. Dad. Now we pass that without saying anything. I think that we were very smooth. But before we go, I'm going to leave the table to I'm going to leave the mic to Mr. Milani for a minute here. So in the hockey news recently, there's been a few players sitting out because, uh, you know, the teams have been doing their pride nights. And a few players have been sitting out, which, you know, if you want to sit out, like, I don't really care. Just fucking own it. That's that's my thing. Just fucking own it. But a few players, James Reimer, Eric Stahl, Mark Stahl, are all hiding behind religious reasons. 
Fuck you guys. That's why I got to say that. Yeah. They talk about what they're they're all Christians. I grew up Catholic, so I know my Me shit. Me too. I grew I, up Catholic too. There is Jesus did not fucking say any shit about being gay. Hundred percent. He would have been homies with the gays. Yeah, he would have been. <laughs> he like, probably was. He probably <laughs> was because there was gay people in Jesus' yes. this time too. And we and like whatever people like to just start the century. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, people like to point to you know whatever. Like I think it's Leviticus that has like a lot of stuff where they yeah, mention homosexual. Yeah. But I mean, like there's there's some historical context where like I, I was reading some stuff and a lot of people think it's about the sexual exploitation of younger men by older men. Because they, they viewed sex completely differently than we do nowadays, yes, right? Yes, of course. Of so, course. And I just want, like, no, these, like, it just bugs me so much these guys are hiding behind religion and, like, oh. saying, oh, Jesus didn't want it. Like, no, fuck you. You're, you're fucking. You're, you're, just admit it. Stand yeah. up. Just stand, stand up. Like, like, it's okay. Like, like, like you said, it's okay if you don't want to, you don't want to be a part of it. It's fine. Yeah. But just stand up. Don't be like, I don't want to do it because of my religion. Yeah. Don't hide yeah. behind shit. That's like, pissed me off too. Yeah. Because listen, yeah. don't okay, hide. Just, okay, let, let, let's remember this. Remember those pure stall boys? What happened a few years ago at the party that night? Yeah. The, when they were doing the yeah. shit with the bitches and everyone got drunk and they all got charged in front page of the paper. Misdemeanors, they were yeah. yeah. Were, were they Christian that night? <laughs> that's what that's what a lot of people on Twitter were saying. Yeah. It's like no, these like, Christian boys don't look yeah, very yeah, Christian. Well, there's a few that. more things exactly. I want to say that. Uh, and like Jesus had one message. Unconditional love. Unconditional love. And you know what? I really want to... I'm not practicing Christian, but like... No, I'm <laughs> I know not. That but I, you know what? I'm really... Wasn't bra- there another thing on one of the commandments? It was like treat others the way you like want to be treated? But yeah. No, I'm well, really bringing this up because one day we're going to have... And I hope you come back for that show. We're going to have a themed show on the hypocrisies of sports. Because the key word that he brought up in this is so what? Hypocrisy. The hypocrisy yeah, it's, it's of crazy. it all it's is crazy. pathetic. And like the thing that kills me too is like Eric Stahl... He was fine doing Pride Night when he played for Montreal, but now all of a sudden he's with his brother and he's like, oh, you know, like, that, that's what, no, I thought it was ridiculous. Too. I thought it's it was ridiculous. very sketchy. Because, first of all, I, I'm really hoping in my day and age, or no, I hope, because I won't be here, but I hope you guys live to see the day where we don't bring up color, race, Sexual, sexual orientation. Uh, like, like creed, we, sexual orientation. Yeah, yeah, like we, we so. go to the game and the guy, because listen, if the guy that's playing third base is green with white stripes and he boots the ball in ninth inning, I'm going to hate him anyway. <laughs> I don't care. What it doesn't you matter are, if he's black, white, I don't whatever. care. Green with white stripes. If you kick the ball in that thing, I'm going to hate you anyway. So I want to, I really appreciate this, bro, that you bring this up. And one more thing I want to bring up too about this is, I don't know who's responsible for this because Reimer put out that idiotic statement. It's oh, like brutal. That like I, if, that was a horrible. Statement. I, I don't oh, know. Horrible. I don't know if that's him that wanted to bring that up or like PR. But like if that was PR, like first of all, they deserve to be fucking <laughs> fired. fired that, yeah, the PR guy needs to go. He lost his job to me because yeah. when you when you read that statement, what did you think? Who I cringed. Wrote this? I cringed. Who wrote this? I went. Huh? I read the first. What? I read the first sentence. I'm like, I don't even want to finish reading this. That's how Zach. It's funny you said that. By the I was, time I, was, I got to the thing, I go, I'm. Uh, let's let's move the ticker, I was, please. I don't want to read this. Like who this who would you know what though? So who whose fault is this? Is it the management's or it's the players? Because the manager's saying, oh, we want to be all Probably inclusive. A little bit of both, in all honesty. I'm just saying it's all hypocrisy, yeah. and, I'm gonna, yeah. and let's end it on this note. And, and I, I will like, say this: like it's like let's be real. It's all like. With, with this, it's all bullshit. Like it's, it's just corporations bullshit. trying to you know take advantage, right? They don't give a, don't give a shit. No, right? they, they don't, don't at all. Shit. And you know what? Let, if we can, I piggyback on this before we leave. Is where's Black Lives Matter? 
There you go. You want to talk about the hypocrisy? Remember, you're watching in the bubble. You couldn't go up and down the court. All you seen on the court was Black Lives Matter. Black Lives. One thing I like about NFL is that still on their helmets, they still have the the statements for the. Oh no! If you if you no no I I, I don't like like what did he just say? It's unconditional. Yeah, yeah. We're all we're all the same. We just have different melatonin levels. That's that's we're literally we're literally all the same. We just have different melatonin levels. Okay, now we're gonna put that in the house that happens, and I hope all people that were listening just heard the statement. Put that on a (laughs) T-shirt. Maybe (laughs) we will. Maybe we'll put that on the back of our house that happens T-shirts. By the way, maybe we better get six made because we we will probably have Zach as a regular. Yes, sir. On our thing, and I want to appreciate the fact that you came out here on a Saturday morning. Uh, contributed mightily to this thing that we call the house that happens. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Mr. Milani? I think that's about it. I really enjoyed the proceedings here today. And one more time, I just want to always remember everybody in Toronto, the house that happens, we keep tabs on the Habs. Hi, my (laughs) name is Cruz. Thank you, Zach. And I'm Andrew Milani. We out of here.